Cochran right up there with uh, Stephen Annett. And, you know, he's one of the great sons of all time. Oh, I have no doubt. I don't have personal experience. I'm going to make him number one. I think you should. Top of the list. That's At least for today. Yeah. Ross is 29 today, which means his father is really friggin' old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not as old as my father. <laughs> no, that's true. His birthday is today. Ross is literally half my age. 58? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, you're not half your father's age. No, no, no. That would be tough. Yeah, that would be tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's a busy guy. I mean, he's very active. Yes, he is. <laughs> and he's celebrating his 96th today. Amazing man. And, and Well, thank you. And I was talking to Joey Meyer the other night, you know, and obviously Coach Ray passed several years ago. His birthday is also today. Is that right? And and he was exactly 10 years to the day older than my dad. So today he would have been 106. I did not know that. Yeah. Coach was a good man. He's a wonderful guy. Wonderful man. Great coach. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I always loved seeing him with fans because he just loved people. Oh, yeah. 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 He was definitely a, a people person. Yeah. It's kind of interesting that he and I got along. I'm see. I don't think so, Steve. I don't think that's surprising at all. Only time I saw him really was at like celebrity golf tournaments and things. Yeah, because he'd run around in golf carts. And he would ride around with Jack Brickhouse at the uh, what was it the was it the at the Santo outing? Yeah, I uh-huh. think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, five twelve. Today is a day uh, that will be remembered uh, in history as the day that uh, an American president is impeached, barring something that we haven't seen. And by the way, in the last four years, we've had a lot of things that we didn't see coming. Uh, Today, there'll be debate and then a vote on the House floor to impeach Donald Trump. Uh, It will only be the third time in American history that a president has been impeached. Andrew Johnson after Lincoln, uh, Bill Clinton uh, for lying under oath. And now Donald Trump for the infamous phone call in which he is accused of trying to get dirt on Joe Biden uh, in exchange for government funds uh, for Ukraine. Uh, That is uh, in all likelihood going to go down today. Uh, Later on today, um, I will talk with uh, with uh, Congressman Lipinski, who is going to vote for impeachment. And I believe tomorrow on the program. Uh, Darren LaHood will be on, who is voting against it today. Um, And uh, Senator Durbin will be on today. But uh, among the other things we need to talk to Senator Durbin about is the opioid crisis uh, and uh, a new uh, piece of legislation that is being pushed federally to help uh, people in Illinois and throughout the Midwest where the opioid scourge is uh, at its worst. The Nancy Lou, the Nancy Lou, coming up. Uh, She's covered a story for Channel 9 we want you to know about. Karen Conti on the law later. 
Secret Santa Day, uh, you could spend up to $10 at the dollar store. We'll hand out our Secret Santa gifts and see what sort of junk we bought. Um, I spent $9.78, by the way. So well I done. Got right up there. But with the gift bag, it was a little bit more. Yeah, well done by you. Yeah. Get right to the number. We're not including tax, are we? No. Okay. You know, it's funny, though, is when I was at the uh, the dollar store yesterday, and I was going, there's no price on any of this stuff. Yeah. Well, of course there's no price on any of this stuff. Everything's a buck. Not at Dollar well, General. No, not, yeah. That's where I went. I went to Dollar Tree. Oh. I don't know which one I was at, but it had signs all over the store, everything a dollar. Yeah. Did it have a yellow bag? If it's yellow bags to check out, that's Dollar General. Yeah, I don't know. No. no I, was, I was definitely at a Dollar Tree. So, and boy, uh, the good times had by all. <laughs> uh, Senator Durbin, as I mentioned later, and uh, this morning's Christmas card by phone is Paul Conrad. If he uh, answers. Yeah, did Gian Greco ever get back to you? Yes, we are trying to work out a makeup date. He f- feels very okay. guilty about so you have us. to work out a makeup date for him to get a Christmas card. Yes, exactly. Well, wow. after that That's voicemail busy. we left him, that was epic. That was the only flaw in this plan, Mary, Dave, and everybody is that uh, if you don't get somebody, then it's really on you to get back to them. Whereas if you send a Christmas card, you don't have to go get it and resend it. Yeah, that's true. Our friend Nancy Lou is on Weed Beat this morning. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, or should I say hi from City Hall? Look at you, what you did there. (laughs) All right, so who's trying to uh, delay pot sales scheduled to go under or or, or go up for grabs, what, New Year's Day, right? Yeah, it's supposed to become legal uh, throughout the state January 1st, but in Chicago, it may not. It may be delayed by six months, and this is because of Alderman Jason Irvin, 28th Ward. He's a member of the Black Caucus, as you know, and the Black Caucus has been pushing for a six-month delay in recreational sales in the city because of the lack of minority ownership within dispensaries. And this is a real fight that's been going on for months and months, and the mayor had hoped to, you know, save this push, but it seems like this this is actually going for a vote today in the full council because yesterday it passed committee by a very very slim margin of 10 to 9 so full council gets it today it's going to be interesting and uh, anybody indicating to you whether it'll be immediately court challenged if it does pass it probably but it needs to pass first and it's going to be interesting to see what happens today uh, within the council. The floor leader, Alderman Viegas, is indicating there there are enough votes for it to pass, but some other things could happen. The mayor and other aldermen could ask for a delay in the vote. And if the de- vote is delayed, this could delay it into January after dispensaries have opened in Chicago. So all kinds of things could happen. It remains to be seen whether we get to that point of a legal challenge. All right. So I don't know, and and I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but I assume there's multiple uh, dispensaries ready to go online as of the first of the year in Chicago? Absolutely. And we have 11 dispensaries in the city already that sell medicinal marijuana, and they are, you know, will have the green light to sell recreational as well. And, you know, this has been a process in the making for months and months now. So their locations are set to open 
on January 1st, but um, it remains to be seen if it's going to be actually happen. So I get the leverage part of this, uh, but even after they open, this could still be pursued in city council or in court for the sake of the minority ownership, right? It's possible. Now, the mayor's office has vowed to, you know, work with so-called uh, social equity applicants to help people, more minorities, to get into the process. And, you know, she has been talking with the Black Caucus, hoping to, you know, push off this vote. Um, but there have been things in the works for a while to help, you know, black and brown owners to get into the system. Um, but it, it just hasn't happened to, you know, the satisfaction of the Black Caucus. And that's just exactly why we have come to this point and this vote today. Yeah, and it goes to that $15 million, she said, were set aside from TIF funds to try to do this for people of color. Exactly. And, and the critics have argued that, hey, the state is moving ahead on this. You know, customers are just going to go outside the city to buy pot. And the city, in the meantime, is going to miss out on millions of dollars in revenue as all this money goes outside the city. Well, again, you mentioned the other dispensaries, and they certainly would have a legal opportunity to go after the city for shutting their business plan down. So it's a hot mess. It's a hot mess. (laughs) So, So, Ashley, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens in city council today. They meet at 10 o'clock, as you know. And uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of jockeying on the floor ahead of time to see where things stand. But the uh, floor leader is indicating that there are the votes to get this delay through. And that would mean uh, recreational sales in the city wouldn't start until July 1st. Nancy Lou, a self-described morning person who loves this time of day. (laughs) You know it. Oh, boy. Uh, Great talking to you. Thank you. All right. Have a great day. That's Nancy Lou from Channel 9. She's delightful. She's perky. She's upbeat. She's happy to be here. She is. So. As are we. I was, you know, when you say perky, I mean, that's the first word that comes to mind when I look at you. Bright-eyed and Mm bushy-tailed? Which more? Am I more bright-eyed or bushy-tailed? I think today you're more bright-eyed. Okay. I got some of my Christmas shopping done yesterday, so I felt like that was a success. And by getting some of my Christmas shopping done, I mean, I got whatever I'm getting for you guys. That's all. We're the only ones. That's, yeah, that's list. all we care about. No, that's literally all I've gotten done, though. Okay, I've got other stuff that. Uh, well, that's not entirely true. There was an avalanche of boxes that showed up yesterday at my house, but I still like. And I, I, am I the only one? I still like going out to the stores. I still like going out to the stores and supporting brick and mortar retail. I tell you, I went to the mall um, last week. Plenty of parking. Plenty of parking. I tell you, have you ever, do you ever go to Von Mauer? Sure. I mean, I never go there, but I had to go there for something. And they are so great. I mean, people, who who the heck takes a box anymore and gives you a box? Yeah. And wraps it with a little label thing. Well, they're just happy to see humans. Yeah. (laughs) And they have the piano player, too, which is nice. And the piano players go, I felt so festive and rich. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the malls are done up beautifully. It'd be nice if people went and saw what they did and what they do. I mean, a lot of stores don't have a lot of stuff because they don't stock a lot of things because why you know everybody does it online but i I had a great experience the lack of support of brick and mortar retail bums me out and i say that as a hypocrite because i'm also one of these people ordering from amazon and a lot of small stores put out cookies and stuff that's always really nice 
Yeah, there's a lot of people out there, people listening right now, going to work, who are trying to make a living by selling you stuff. Um, you know, uh, try and support them. Yeah, get off the couch and get off your phone and get out. Because I'm doing stuff. both. You know where else I was last night? Costco. Oh, you are a brave guy. Yeah, I was at Costco last All night. All in one day, the dollar store and Costco? What a factory that joint continues to be oh, to get yeah. people out. You see a line that's like 20 people deep, you go, I'm going to die in line. I'm never going to get out of here. Do they have self-checkout there? I, I don't go to Costco. Uh, they did at the Costco I was at in Florida last week. They did? Yes. But <laughs> oh, I didn't use it, to, you know, because again, I mean, I the people in there need their jobs. <laughs> well, it also seems to slow things down. Sometimes it does. Because yeah. the Costco people there, man, they're good. Oh, they are really cool. Members one side, stuff this side. Let's yep. go, people. Let's go. Give yep. me your card. Yeah, leave the water in the cart. <laughs> yeah. Did you miss the afternoon window? Um, I actually was going to go in the morning because it's Tuesday and Wednesday mornings. It's supposed to be the best time to go to Costco because they're bringing in their new stuff and nobody's there. Uh, but I went in the afternoon. It was light enough. I mean, he could find a parking space. What is the afternoon window? The afternoon, well, the Tuesday, Wednesday window to oh. get in where it's not, you know, complete bananas. Gotcha. So so you got uh, left with all the old stuff because you went at night instead of in the morning? Older. Yeah. Yeah. Cookie lady was still making cookies, though, and handing them out. You know, my favorite part about samples is at grocery stores or at Costco are the people that pretend they don't want one. They sort of lurk around the uh, sample lady, and they go, oh, what are you doing there? That's me. Oh, 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 well, then, oh huh. you know, I, I don't know what that is. Oh, yeah, I'll try one. Uh, those toothpicks make it easier to eat those? Uh, let me try one of those. Chocolate? <laughs> Chocolate? Is that a dipping sauce there? Yeah. What is that? Do people enjoy this? You're also not taking the samples of, like, the pomegranates, I suspect. No. No, you know why? I want others to have those. What's wor- and what's yeah. worse though is when you're doing the hovering around the sample lady, and you get there too late. You waited too long, and there and then she has to cook whatever more, more of whatever it is. And then she does the thing where she goes, "Wait right here, Steve Grzanich, right. while I make more for you." <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're coming back with the news in a second. Uh, when we get to that, Steve will actually do it, um, and uh, I hope you all get your shopping done, and I hope you have big plans for next week. It's hard to believe it's a week away. It's gone so fast. Again, we've got to outlaw this shortage of a week between Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know, I didn't put up any lights outside this year. I always put lights up outside. I mean, put them up. I mean, it's not like you haven't had time to do that. I've had no time to. Do it today. Eh, It's a week away now. It's a little chilly today. Yeah, but you can leave them up past Christmas. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) then don't use the short time as an excuse. We should boycott something. We should? Yeah, we should boycott something. Because of the week? Yeah. You shorted a week? Work. I think we should boycott work. We should boycott work? Yeah. We should not come in? You and I, let's walk out, Mary. I know a lot of people have a lot. Why me and you? (laughs) I thought you were with me. Oh, I know a lot of people feel very badly for us and the fact that the show doesn't end until nine. (laughs) So, I literally, in 30, how long have I done this? Almost 40 years. Uh, I have never run into one person that went, oh, my goodness, I can't believe how hard you work. It is harder than it looks, <laughs> and the schedule's tough, but nobody's going to work at a real job and feeling bad for us, nor should they. People feel bad for me when I tell them when I wake up. 
Yeah, but that's not the same as actually the job, right? I mean, waking up, yeah, it sucks. Three o'clock, yeah, getting yes. up in the morning. They always say the same thing. But there's no traffic then. Yeah. I'm like, yes, there is. Yeah. There's traffic all the time in the Eisenhower. People say that to me, and I go to their house and pick them up just to show them <laughs> yeah, that there just, is. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, congratulations to a friend of the show, Bill Rancic, uh, RPM Steak, among six Chicago restaurants named as the top 100 restaurants in America. Uh, that's a list that Forbes put out yesterday. And, uh, and I'm going to actually be at RPM Steak uh, Saturday night. My mom's birthday is tomorrow, and uh, she wanted to go there for her birthday. This is a big milestone birthday. She turns 40. Well, that is a big one. Yeah. Well, that's nice of you to take her to a wonderful restaurant like that. Well, it's my sisters and me and, and, and brother-in-law and Maureen and everybody. So you guys will get separate checks? No, I don't think so. No, I, you know, I, you're the same way. I mean, yeah, you know, and it's not, I, I don't know what it is. It's just, it, maybe it's generational. I, I just, I, I don't like when other people pay. You know what I mean? It doesn't, oh, make, no, I, it doesn't make me a good guy. It doesn't make me a bad guy. I, I just, I just like picking up the check. Well, we had the discussion the other day with John about uh, if, if you go to a restaurant, say with friends and the check comes, and somebody ordered the steak and somebody had a salad, do you then itemize? And I I can't imagine doing that, but apparently there are people who do that and break it down and everybody pays for what they consume. That is more gender specific. I've talked to waiters about this before. Oh, really? Yeah. And if you get a table full of, of ladies, that's more likely to go on than it is with men. Whereas men have a testosterone fight. Who's going to pick up the check? Mm-hmm. And there's usually one guy at the table who pretends he didn't hear that the check was there. (laughs) So, and if you don't know which guy that is, it's you. So, um, but yeah, you know, I'm I'm in a in a position where I I ought to be able to pick up the check more often than not. So, (laughs) well, we need to have lunch more often. So, now I have friends who are. um, impossible, and they'll pick up the check when I go out. That's why I don't go out with them. What? <laughs> <laughs> it really is a stupid game. <clears throat> it's a stupid game, but I, I just, uh, I'm not comfortable with it. And again, it doesn't make me a great guy. It's just my own quirky thing. Yeah, but it does make you a generous guy. Speaking of that, we need to come up with a date for our big January uh, holiday get-together. Yeah, we haven't uh, set our luncheon date yet. No. Mm-hmm. No, we also need to come up with a place. Again, I'm going to protest in the calling of it a holiday dinner in January. Right. A New well, Year's New Year's lunch. Maybe a New Year's. Well, try, a New Year's. trying to put together a day where everybody on this show can get together, it's ridiculous. And by the way, I know you guys aren't all that busy. So, <laughs> Just pick one. We'll be there. And you, uh, Miss Work Till Noon. Me? Yeah, you're going to have to be off that day. What? Yeah, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to get Are you somebody. Talk to, to the boss. You're gonna have to, yes. You're gonna have to get somebody to come in early because the idea that I'm gonna wait in the, until noon for you. To, it's not noon. It's eleven thirty. Well, eleven forty-five. I don't know if you know the show ends at nine now. What are we going out at nine <laughs> thirty? And you're gone by nine oh five. Nine thirty. Why are we waiting that long? <laughs> I know places we can get in at nine fifteen for brunch. Oh my goodness. Well, you talk. You talk to the boss for me. Okay, I'll do what I can. That early bird special. Right. I've never had more influence with management than I do now. <laughs> I'm not confronting Sandberg. You go for it. Yeah. Can you also get permission for me to leave early as well? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. You're on t- And so is Dave. I think people are confused, by you, the way. The only that- one off early is you, by the way. 
I think, well, listen, <laughs> by, by 9 a.m., people have had more than enough of me. I, I think people are confused about the fact that I end the show at 9 and you guys stay around. So we should end at 9? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? I think Williams is on his own starting today. It works for me. Yeah, me too. Mary brought it the other day. Well, we don't have post-show meetings anymore. Well, how can we? Yeah. You guys aren't around. So I meet with Vivian. I'm sorry, Lady Vivian and uh, Super Joe, and we have an extensive meeting. Super Joe, how long would you say our post-show meeting lasts? Ten seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, the other day, I, I was hoping to talk with you on your way out the door, and you just kept on walking. You didn't even slow down when you walked past me. <laughs> I'm not that fast a walker. You could have caught me. Yeah. Uh, it's 543. We'll get your weather here, then we'll come back. Big O to report in a moment on agribusiness. Steve will give you a market outlook and a couple of things to catch up on before we head for the 6 o'clock hour. And the top 6 at 6. But hey, I need some help in figuring out a uh, a good gift um, for uh, someone I'm in business with. N- not here. But I need to buy a couple of business gifts for somebody who's a separate project. And I'm looking for something, you know, cool, something different. Kind you know? of What kind of business? Well, it's in show business. Oh, show business. Yeah, but it's a, it's not here. So, and it's something that, you know, everybody hands out, I don't know about most businesses, but everybody hands out booze. Everybody's handing out wine. Wine here, wine there. And uh, so I don't want to do a bottle of wine. I want to do something else. So if anybody's got an idea, 312-981-7200. We don't know this person. I mean, what do they like? Do they, maybe they like wine. Do they like? Golf, typical they, from you. Coming that maybe they like wine, Mister Boozehound over. Yeah, well, you mentioned wine. wine. I didn't bring up. Well, I'm just saying everybody. Wine's not a bad gift idea. I'm right. just saying everybody does it. And this yeah. is a person who's a prominent person in Chicago oh. who probably gets about seventy five bottles of wine every Christmas. And you don't want gift cards. Mm, you know, if it's something different, I suppose. What about those really fancy uh, fruit uh, that it's covered in chocolate that comes in the really nice gift box, like strawberries covered in chocolate and you know, like Sherry's berries, yeah, something like that. Ooh, Sherry's berries. It's kind of a health nut. Well, there's strawberries. You can get dark chocolate. Yeah, it's healthy. Maybe, maybe. You know, what I saw last night that made me laugh because he's about my age. Uh, gift cards for iFly, that indoor uh, oh, skydiving, skydiving thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Because there is something funny about the idea of giving somebody something that they really don't use. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they have to figure out what to do with it. But that's just, you know, a twisted part of me. Also, it, I don't work for free. So if you, a finder's fee would be, you know. <laughs> oh. You know. Really? Oh, Why yeah. are you holding back on a really good idea? Oh, absolutely, I am. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was going to go shopping for it. Gift you. consultants make about three hundred dollars an hour. Is that right? Yeah, that's it's a big, big time oh, money. I should become deal. one of those. Well, that's why I'm asking the listeners and not you clowns. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred is the number if you have an idea to help bail me out. <clears throat> and you can help other people too because you know, I'll say your text on the air, and it could be somebody else looking to buy a gift for the people. So, um, and and the business gift thing isn't it all kind of a suck up exchange? You know what I mean? It's like, hey, you were good to me. Here's something for you. Please be good to me again in the new year. (laughs) You just kind of took a really nice concept. And I mean, it's 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 a nice way to exchange appreciation for somebody who's well, this person's a very good friend. Okay, so then you're not. I'm just talking about others. Oh, that's possible. Uh, let's get to Big O here. Speaking of people I love, good morning, Big O. Well, good morning to you, and I have the perfect gift for you. Send them Omaha Steaks. Oh, that is a good idea. Oh, good one. Yeah, because they put together some great packages. That's a really good idea. 
Yeah. And they've been around forever. That's a quality company. It is very much a family company that started and uh, continue to do everything very well. And uh, we use it, frankly, for our friends. That's a very good idea. Oh, you may have solved my problem right there. Um, Dan is on the phone with an idea for me. We'll get to that in a second. But what are we doing today, agribusiness-wise? Agribusiness-wise, I finally don't have to mention the China-U.S. trade agreement in every market report I do because we have phase one in place. Markets are beginning to react to uh, that. I think we've seen agricultural uh, products uh, move higher with the pork particularly because China is uh, coming up to some important holidays, the lunar holiday, and the pork is such a vital part of their menu. And they have lost 50% of their hog numbers in the past year because of African swine fever. So uh, that's probably, I think, the biggest news. It impacted not only agricultural products, but it impacted the stock market as well because at least a little bit of certainty, although having been to China 10 times in the last 20 years, I still don't know if you can believe what they're saying, but uh, at least it's a positive step, not a negative step. So, Well, that is positive. Yeah, and uh, harvest pretty well wrapped. Uh, we drove up to Wisconsin this past weekend. Uh, couldn't fly Air Orion because of the weather, but uh, there's some corn still standing in farm fields in wisconsin but for the most part we're pretty well harvested uh, finished up about a month later than normal we usually are done with harvest by thanksgiving day and uh, there'll be some farmers now who will not be harvesting until into the new year to make sure the ground is frozen and with the temperatures we've had uh, frozen ground is more common now than it was a month ago and you have to have the ground firm because those those combines are pretty heavy and uh, on the internet we keep seeing pictures of combines that have been buried in the mud and uh, you don't want to do that with a six hundred thousand dollar machine so uh, finally getting this unusual year and i hope that we'll be talking about it for a long time because i don't want to see one that was worse than this year with late planting late harvest and everything else in between so it's i think people forget we basically had no spring we had no april no may you're right yeah and no indian summer right Uh, we didn't get that for the fall harvest and uh yeah it was a, a year to forget i hope we can because i don't want to see one this bad because it's so frustrating uh, to farmers to have the investment in the crop because seed is expensive fertilizer is expensive crop protection chemicals are expensive and to have all that investment at the beginning of the crop year and then not able to get it in unbelievable speaking of unbelievable average corn yield this year 167 bushels per acre that's average in the united states but the corn growers have an uh, annual yield contest in the winter this year from virginia average 616 bushels to the acre and uh, that was among oh, several thousand corn farmers who entered that competition but this technology that we have that really allows us to produce more from less 
is something that uh, I'm getting a little tired of people saying, oh, you can't use genetically modified uh, uh, seed and all that sort of thing. That's a selfish feeling in my view because you are denying millions of people on the planet who are hungry from being able to get more food and uh, so if you want to feed the world you better be ready to feed the world with gmo products and uh, there's no upside for anybody to produce products that are going to hurt people in any way so no, get off absolutely that not. get off that page and get on the page of helping the rest of the planet because there's not enough farm acreage in the world to feed the world that's right we're not making Well, you weren't born yet, but Will Rogers said this when he was uh, on uh, the uh, comedian circuit. He said, they ain't making any new farm ground anymore. Right, right. It's all out there. (laughs) It doesn't spawn. Uh, Well, I will talk to you soon, my friend, obviously before the holiday. but uh, Well, I hope so, yes. You know, we're due to have dinner, and then we'll have to figure out the check because... Yeah, you're just like me. You don't want to know what else to pay either. Uh, All right, guys. Give your wife a hug. Talk to you later. Okay. See you later. That's Big O. A couple of people on the phone here. First, it's uh, Pat. You got an idea for me for a gift? Hi. This is uh, the grandmother to the Brothers Nuts Boys that you had on here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. Uh, they're doing a bundle uh, for, of sprouted nuts that you could send. They'll package them and mail them out for you. Well, that's a cool idea. Give me that website again. Brothersnuts.com. Brothers. Remember the one those guys were in? Brothers Nuts. Dot com. They're good kids. Yeah. Uh, cool idea. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Uh, and Dan is in West Dundee. What do you got, Dan? Hey, good morning, Steve. This is uh, Dan Finnegan, your fire safety hey, guy. there he is. Dan, and what are the dogs' names? Uh, Chicago and Wrigley. There Chicago and Wrigley. There thank you go. you. Thank you. Now, here is the best gift. It's the Nest NEST Protect Smoke and Fire Alarm. Because this is just not any normal smoke or fire alarm. This is intelligent. It connects right to your uh, smartphone. So no matter where you're at in the country, you'll know what's going on in your home. It detects smoke, fire, and CO. And here's the coolest part. When it does go off, it actually turns on a light to light your path out of your bedroom. That's pretty cool. Nest Protect. It really is a good... uh, It's a high-ticket item, but it'll help save lives. I do have one. And and it's... uh, And it it talks, too. If you test it, it says... There is fire. Get out now. Right. Yeah. We have the nest, but the, we have the one that uh, d- uh, t- lets you turn your heat on and off and stuff. Okay. I have that, places. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got an older one. It faxes me. <laughs> uh, but that's Dan Finnegan. Dan's a, 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 a fireman of many, 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 many years and a good dude. So we appreciate that. Some other ideas other than the Omaha Steaks. Socks. Happy socks. Everybody loves cool socks. Cool socks are still hip, right? That's not. Yes. They're more hip now, I think, than they used to be. And I give my kids socks and their socks every year. Oh, is that right? Yes. <laughs> okay. And Winfield Wolf Outdoors will do a custom bags game. They'll do custom boards. Those are actually cool pretty popular, too. So, Market Outlook for Steve. Sponsored by Associated Bank. Uh, today, we'll get uh, earnings from numbers from General Mills and Micron, among some of the big companies reporting quarterly earnings. Also today, the Energy Information Administration comes out with its weekly report on U.S. crude oil inventories. Oil industry analysts expecting a decline of just under 1.3 million barrels. That report at about 9.30 today. Also, the Mortgage Bankers Association has its weekly look at mortgage applications. A couple of Fed speakers out today as well, including Chicago 
Federal Reserve President Charles Evans speaking about monetary policy. Just some of the things that could move the markets on this Wednesday, December the 18th. One other uh, helpful idea, Bodie Bake Shop in Twin Lakes, Wisconsin, a family company, listens to uh, WGN. They got cookies and pies and cakes and stuff. That's a good idea, too, so go spend some money with them. Steve Cochran's show continues. We get to the top six at six in the next segment, so uh, stick around for that. Um, I don't know how long it takes before you to finally learn a lesson, but I do have to say, if you've been stopped 25 times because you've been driving on a revoked license, maybe that's enough. Steven Knudsen from Chicago ordered to spend two years on supervised mandatory uh, custody uh, when his prison sentence ends, he's going to jail uh, for six years because he drove on a revoke license 26 times. 26 times. So here's my question. What's going on with the laws in Illinois that it takes 26 times to put a guy in jail that doesn't have a license? Why wouldn't it take like two? One. <laughs> two. Right? Yeah. Three strikes. Don't drive any revoke license. Pick you up again. Hey. I said, don't drive in your revoke license, pick you up a third time. Now you go to jail. Mm-hmm. 26 times. Um, the uh, Lake County State's Attorney said, I commend the Round Lake Beach Police, their village attorneys, and attorneys from the Lake County State's Attorney's Office for doing what is necessary to ensure that Mr. Knutson no longer gets behind the wheel of an automobile. I don't, I mean, yes, good. That's great. But I, I it does concern me that uh, this guy would have been able to continue to drive. I don't care how good your attorney is. At some point, a judge ought to have the latitude to step in and say no more. So, hey, Lady Vivian, send this story uh, to Karen Conti. See if she has any comment on it, because I don't understand. Karen, Karen Conti is a great attorney. I don't know how great your attorney needs to be to, to, to allow this Newtson character to continue to be on the road. So, uh, again, uh, the good news is, 62-year-old Steven Knudsen is going to jail for six years. That's good for the rest of us. 26. 26 times. Yeah. I don't ever remember my mom saying, um, listen, it might take you 26 times to learn this lesson, but we're going to go over it 26 times. About anything. Just makes no sense. I hope he doesn't get his license back after that. I can't imagine he'd be eligible to get a license ever again. Ever again. again. No. Shouldn't. So, this is the stuff that makes the public crazy when they hear about this. So, we'll ask Karen County about it coming up. Now for some more news. Ready? Welcome to the Top 6 of 6. What? On the Steve Cochran Show. That is great radio. This is your first look at what people, animals, and assorted fruits and vegetables <laughs> will be talking about today. <laughs> Item number one, today is impeachment day. It's not hump day, it's impeachment day. For the third time in American history, remember Nixon resigned before he could be impeached. Andrew Johnson, Bill Clinton, and now Donald Trump, in all likelihood, will be impeached by the House of Representatives almost on a strict party line vote later today. There will be debate, they will be yelling at each other, and then they will go to a vote. Expect special coverage throughout the day from WGN and Channel 9. Uh, representatives, as I said, expected to split exactly along party lines. In the next couple of days, we'll have Dan Lipinski, uh, hopefully Darren LaHood, who is uh, pro-Trump. And uh, later this morning, uh, Senator Durbin will be on the phone to discuss not just impeachment, but other things happening in Illinois and, and your, in regards to your life as well. Next, federal government's 2.1 million employees going to get paid parental leave for the first time. 
It's a movement in a growing movement to uh, bring the benefit to all U.S. workers, the benefit which gives 12 weeks of paid leave to mothers and fathers of newborns, newly adopted children and foster children, is part of that new defense bill. Again, that's tough for folks to wrap their head around, but, you know, why does the defense bill include paid family leave? Well, because they couldn't figure out any other place to put it, and they knew the defense bill would get passed, so they attach it. And uh, that's why it got done. And I assume most people won't argue with it. Twelve weeks for mothers and fathers. So it's it's generous, but it's not. And I think it's good. But I I believe in Europe they get even more, don't they? I think so. Yeah, I think they do. Yeah. So is that combined with mothers and fathers, 12 weeks? Uh, I don't think so. I think they each get 12 weeks each. I think they each get 12 weeks. Nice. Yeah. Next, House approved two spending packages, allocating $1.4 trillion for the federal budget, designating priorities like raising tobacco purchase age to 21, obviously defense spending, the uh, previously mentioned Family Leave Act, more money to fight uh, opioid abuse. A lot of uh, interesting things in there, which goes to what we've talked about before, and that's don't, you know, a, a little impeachment is not going to stop the government from working if they choose to do the work. And that's in lieu of uh, shutting down the government, which was the constant threat that continues to go on. Next, Alderman set an ordinance to the city council to delay recreational marijuana sales in Chicago for six months. The city council committee on contract oversight and equity voted 10 to 9 to push back the sales that are set to start January 1st. This to provide an opportunity for people of color to uh, find the financing to be able to uh, acquire one of the marijuana sales licenses as well earlier this week. Mayor Lightfoot said something in the neighborhood of $15 million in TIF funds would be set aside for that opportunity. Um, Mayor Lightfoot is the one to watch on this. Uh, She uh, issued a statement yesterday that makes it sound like she might uh, veto this if the aldermen pass that today. So we'll be watching city council very closely today. Most influential people in media for 2019 have been named. George Stephanopoulos uh, is your most influential. Lester Holt is on the list. Mark Zuckerberg is on the list. Um, Fox News CEO Susan Scott and President Jay Wallace are on the list. Matt Drudge is on the list from the Drudge Report. He's been there ever since. He was the one that started the ball rolling 20 years ago for Bill Clinton's impeachment with the early Drudge Report. Jeff Zucker, the boss at CNN. And number one, Sean Hannity and Rachel Maddow. I believe they're, aren't they on the same time? Don't they compete with each other? Or is Hannity on an hour later? Yeah, I think it might be an hour later. Okay. I'm not sure. Um, Hannity, uh, uh, luckily for him, has a contract the year coming up as well because he's not making enough money right now. Uh, but anyway, it's a story out of Mediaite if you care to look at it. And Taco Bell. Oh, this one. Taco Bell. The, the Taco Bell with a constantly changing menu. You know, you look at a McDonald's menu, it changes maybe once a year. They might add an item, they might take an item away. And it's always big news because you have to have the suppliers for all those McDonald's restaurants be in order. But Taco Bell's changing their menu all the time. And as my friend comedian Jim Gaffigan says, it's all a tortilla, meat, and cheese. It's just a matter of how you wrap it. But Taco Bell plans to add 21 $1 items to their menu starting in 2020. Their, their drive through menu board is going to have to look like the scoreboard at the United Center. It's going to no be huge. Kidding. So... Then this is really too late for us because this could have been where we did our holiday shopping for the Secret Santa thing. Oh, that's possible. I thought you were going to say this is where we could have our holiday lunch in well, January. Well, that too. 
<laughs> yeah, Steve will say, pick from the 21 $1 items. <laughs> 21 $1 items. So, there you go. Uh, you are now up to date with everything you need to know in the top 66. Oh, and by the way, Hannity and Maddow do compete with each other. They're both 8 o'clock Central. Okay. So, that's what I thought. That's your top six at six. Let me grab a phone call here in a second. For the top six at six. No more! Laura's in Lincolnshire. Good morning, Laura. How are you? I'm just wonderful, Steve. Um, it occur- this is about the guy who finally is going to be off the streets and out of the car. Oh, yeah. yeah driving you know, without a license without 26 license. times. Yeah. Yeah. So he wasn't just stopped for that, right? There had to be some other cause. Right. He had to either break the law or do some kind of violation. How many people do you know who have even been stopped for anything 26 times ever, you know? I mean, it seems that it's interesting. We'd love to know what the guy did wrong all those 26 times other than just not having a license, you know? I don't understand how he stayed out of jail. I, yeah, I, it yeah. just seems well, like if you were uh, broke the law 25 times, if Dave broke the law 25 times, if I broke the law 25 twice? times. Yeah. Well, if you I mean, broke the law like no time, they'd probably make a mistake and put you in jail. You yeah, know. yeah, right, right. They, it would just be a mistake. I but, just, I just don't oh. understand. Uh, the, the, I don't care how good. And again, we'll bring this up to Karen County in a few minutes. I don't care how good your attorney is. At some point, isn't there a judge in a courtroom that goes, "Hold on a second, this clown has been in front of me twenty times. Of course, he's going to jail." So unless well, I'm missing be, something. Yeah, it'll be great to hear what Karen has to say. So, oh, listen, happy holidays. Appreciate you being on. Steve, I have some more information on that, by the way, if you want to. Uh, this uh, guy, um, according to a story we ran uh, late yesterday on this, uh, he was also convicted of hitting a parked car in March with his vehicle um, and had his driver's license revoked in 2010 uh, after aggravated DUI. Uh, so uh, that likely means that he was driving drunk and hit somebody and hurt somebody, perhaps, or there was a, a serious damage uh, accident that was caused by the DUI. Um, so it's just not driving without a license that uh, that caller was right. And he must have been in jail at some point during this stretch, right? In jail, got out and did it again. Well, he certainly has been in court uh, and you know probably been sentenced to probation. Uh, the story here doesn't say anything about him actually spending time in uh, jail. Um, before this, um, but uh, it does talk about it, uh, the years of mandatory supervised release, so probation, all the uh, times of probation that he was, uh, you know, dating back to like 2010. Think about the roll of the dice and how lucky it is that he didn't kill anybody after all those times. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, 626, news coming up. Stand by for that. Steve will have it. All of it right there in front of him soon at the bottom of the hour on 720 WGN. And uh, Dave, you were uh, monitoring the voice last night. Well, it was on in the room in which I was sitting. I, I was going, I was watching it kind of half watch. The woman from Chicago finished second. She didn't win. No, I actually she finished third. I think third. Okay, yeah, yeah. I believe she was third. Yeah. Um, and Mary, are you upset that Dave was watching this because you're really in charge of watching uh, reality TV. Uh, you're the vice the president of reality TV. I know, but I don't watch The Voice. Yeah, I mean, my wife watches it. It was on in the room. Karen's in charge. Yes. It's a fine show with a lot of talent. Want to call her and get her take on it? No, but listen, it's a fine show with a lot of talent. But yes. let me let me tell you, the judges may be the luckiest four people on earth. They each make between ten and fifteen million dollars for the year for doing, I think, two seasons. Um, and this is their response after every performer: "You are incredible. You're amazing." 
You are going to be a star. I, you have blown me away. You've gotten so great. You came in. You didn't feel so good about yourself. Now you're owning the song. I, 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 listen, I don't want anybody's dreams to be ruined, but they need a new script. Somebody on that show has to have something other than everybody's fantastic. But all those shows have gotten that way. Now, remember when when American Idol started, half of it was they, they would rip them. Simon right? Cole. Simon ripped yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. But now, all even he on the, what's the show he's on? America's Got Talent. Yeah, yeah, he's Mister Positive. I don't know. I I don't know what we need judges for. <laughs> if everything's great, then just let him sing. Yeah. So, Karen Conti joins us now, and Karen Conti is an attorney of the highest order. She is a fine, fine attorney, and a decent person as well. But really, a better attorney than you are a person, don't you think, Karen? I'm not sure. The jury's out on that. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, m- Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy uh, Kwanzaa. Happy Holidays. To you, too. <laughs> um, a, a separate note here, a sidebar, if you will, in legal terms. I just noticed the Peloton girl got a new job. You know, the girl from the Peloton commercial that everybody got upset about for limited reasons. She is uh, right. not, She's not going to be on the bold and the beautiful soap opera. So she's making the most of her moment. I can give. I'm telling you that right now. I'm just telling you, kids, if you ever go viral, exploit the crap out of that for as long as you can. Am I right, Karen, or am I right? You know, I want one of those for Christmas. If my husband got me one, I would be so excited. Yeah, you wouldn't be offended. No. No, if it was like a Jenny Craig gift certificate, maybe. (laughs) Unless I asked for it. (laughs) That's right, boys. If your wife asked for fitness equipment or Jenny Craig or Nutrisystem, great. Otherwise, don't do it as a surprise. So, um, all right. So uh, can we start with this guy that was stopped 26 times um, for driving without a license and apparently had aggravated DUI and an accident and things? How is he not in jail before now? He did serve some time in jail. And, you know, when you see these stories, you just you're you're astounded um, because it's one thing to drink and it's another thing to drink and drive, but to keep doing it. And he had his car confiscated, which is what the law says after a certain number of convictions. And I don't even know where he gets his car. How does he get in a car and do this? But uh, he'll be spending six years in jail, and uh, and he should. You know, he absolutely should. I just don't understand how the cumulative nature of this could get to 26. Okay, so let's say he did five years. I don't know how long he was in jail. Let's say he did two years. So he comes back out. He's driving without a license again. And he's up to, say, 15. When you take your client in front of a judge and you've got to try to defend him after 15 driving without a license stops, what does the judge say to you? Yeah, I, you know, it's, this is rare. And, and you have to understand, too, he was in various counties. So, you know, it could be that some of these did not connect and he probably had good lawyers because you, you don't, you know, you don't not spend a substantial amount of time in jail when you have this kind of thing. He also had some accidents. And obviously that's that's even more uh, egregious. I, you know, it, I, I don't even know whose car it was because my understanding is that if they see it's his car, it's... Uh, not, it's really, you can't really can't explain this one. I was going to say, have you ever heard of anybody getting this many chances? No. I think there was a guy in Minnesota, if you Google it, 28 times. Uh, but that was a while ago. Um, but yeah, this is very, very, very rare. And, and this is just flouting the law. This is just saying, catch me if you can, right? 
I guess, you know, and I just assume that these people lose all sense of reason when they're drinking. And, you know, reason tells you don't get in the car and drive when you've been drinking. But when you're drinking, you don't have reason. So I don't know. It it just, uh, I, I don't know what his problem is. I don't know if it's just his, his nature. Uh, I don't know if he doesn't have a CTA bus pass. I'm not sure. Well, it's a small miracle that nobody got seriously hurt or killed. Right. Now, will he have to serve the whole six? He probably will serve half um, if he has a good time, and then he's going to have another, I think, two years of parole. How do we keep him from getting behind the wheel then? You know, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. How do you do that? Um, anyone who gives him their car would be on the line for some sort of negligent entrustment, knowing his history. Um, but, he, you know, he, he can't own a car, so I don't know how he's going to get access to one. Um, it's really going to be up to the community to keep an eye on this guy. And the the minute you see him behind the wheel, you call the police. Yep, that's right. So, all right, 643, we come back. Let's talk a little Christmas holiday stuff. The law and Santa Claus. It is, uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Carry the two. It's 646. That's odd, Karen. I just, for a second there, I lost the ability to tell time. Before we get to uh, the Christmas in the law segment here, uh, today, Karen, and it's important for you to pass this on to the people in your office at uh, County Law, it's answer the telephone like Buddy the Elf Day. (laughs) Remember Buddy the Elf from the movie Elf? I sort of do, yeah. Uh, And the best part about that movie wasn't just Will Ferrell, it was Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart is fantastic and everything. Uh, but answer the telephone like Buddy the Elf Day means when it, you call me, I would answer the phone and say, hello, what's your favorite color? <laughs> so just like say, hello, what's your favorite color? And you'll be answering the phone like Buddy the Elf, and uh, you will throw someone sideways for the day and probably make them smile. That's the whole point of answering the phone like Buddy the Elf Day. Now, and only now, we can move on. All right, let's go to Karen Conti on several things here. Uh, the holidays, warranty's worth it? not. That's the general rule because, you know, the companies really make the, the plan to, to make money on these things, not to have to uh, pay off on them. So you really have to read it. You have to read how long does it last? Who makes the repairs? Is it the person who sells it to you or is it some other company? Um, what would it possibly cost? What's the deductible? Do you have insurance that would cover it in, in any event? Uh, is it accidental things that happen to it or is it just malfunctioning things? Generally speaking, things don't go bad within the warranty period and really if you're going to spend the money on it and you're standing at the store, you know, probably don't do it unless you can take the time and read it and really understand and make that educated decision. All right. So every year at Christmas time, we see people getting cars with giant bows on them. A lot of folks can't even afford the giant bow. But we know that December is a huge month to sell cars. They do very well. And uh, I am a big uh, supporter of car dealers. It's a great community business. The car dealers support the business and the community like almost no other business. But there's a question here that I think is, uh, is an interesting one. If the finance paperwork doesn't line up with what you were told, can you get out of buying a car? No, you can't. And there's a rule that if you sign a contract, you're bound by those terms, of course. And you can say, well, the salesperson told me that this wasn't going to apply and that this was going to be different than what was in the writing. That doesn't matter because when you sign a contract, 
you're bound by those words and not any oral representations that were made. It's a, it's a rule called the parole evidence rule for all you scholars out there. So that it doesn't matter, you know, is, is, it, is it good for these people to, to say those things? Is it, is it fraudulent? Probably, but you are bound by that contract. So no, you can't get out of it based upon your realization of, of what you've signed. Well, here's the thing. When you buy a house, it's even more ridiculous. But when you buy a car, you spend, uh, I don't know how long, at least five minutes, maybe longer in the finance office signing paperwork after paperwork after paperwork. No one has ever read all of that. So you really have to depend on the honesty of the dealer. You really do. And and sometimes the finance people are kind of separate from that. So, you know, and they have every incentive, of course, to get you to sign these things because that's how they make their money. It's, you know, it, 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 it's you need a little education before you go in there and you need to be in a really level-headed position. Um, and there's nothing wrong with taking some of this stuff home and thinking about it. You know, I've heard about buyer's remorse laws in other states. Does Illinois have that? Does not. Uh, a lot of people think that there's some right to take things back in a certain number of days, but that isn't so. So you're really bound by um, by what you've done and what you've bought, unless there's some policy in place in writing that tells you that you do have some return policy, and then the store would be bound by that. All right, we're getting down to crunch time here. We're actually past getting down to it. we got less than a week to go before Christmas. Um, if an online vendor says, don't worry about it, order it today, I'm going to get it to you by the 23rd or the 24th at the latest, and it doesn't happen, do you have any recourse? Yes, you do. That's uh, hard to enforce. Basically, if, if they don't tell you when they're going to deliver it, they can deliver it within 30 days. So that's the basic rule. If they tell you it's going to be here before Christmas they and they decide that they can't do it for one reason or another, it's out of stock, they can't deliver it, they must give you by law notice, and you have a right at that point to have a refund uh, or to redo the deal. A lot of vendors do not follow that law and that rule, um, but if you get it late, you can negotiate with them. You can send it back and say, this is no good anymore, I want my full money back, but you know, when you do that, you just got, you got to be polite. You've got to be organized uh, because you're really at the whim of the vendor. And now when we're online, who, who even knows who these vendors are? They're all over the country, all over the world. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's a, it's, you have some rights, but it's how you deal with it and how you work it out. Well, whether it's in person or online, uh, if a, a vendor doesn't have a specific return policy, you're really rolling the dice there, too, aren't you? You are rolling the dice because they don't have any obligation to take things back. There's no law that says that something uh, that a vendor must take something back. The, the only law that would apply would be if the thing is broken or it doesn't function or it's not what they said it was, and then that would be some sort of fraud, and then you would have a right legally to, to send it back. So we've all been in line behind somebody at a store who is returning a 35-year-old item that they've used for all 35 years, and they expect the person behind the counter to give them a full refund. And a lot of times, the bigger stores, they'll do it just to make sure there's customer service uh, in that case. But customers certainly can take advantage of this, too. Is there a law specifically about the return of purchases, or does it go store to store? There is no law, there's no federal law, there's really no state law on the return of purchases. So you're really bound by what the store's policy is, whether that's online, whether that's on the receipt. 
And if you don't see anything, you should always ask uh, just because sometimes you buy something, you see it cheaper somewhere else, it's not what you want. Uh, you generally want that, that right to go back, and, and sometimes they just give you store credit and you're, de- you're dealing with that. But it's really a matter of contract, which means it's in writing somewhere along the way when you buy the product. Everybody's killing their credit cards this time of year. As a matter of fact, if you open your wallet or your purse, you might hear this. Stop. Stop. Leave me alone. That's your credit card because you've taken it out too many times. Uh, Do you get to a point if you've really cranked up the number where it's worth it to go bankrupt? And how do you know? Yeah, it, it, that's that's why you consult a very reputable bankruptcy attorney because going bankrupt over five or ten thousand dollars is usually generally not a good idea. It's a lot of ramifications. You've got it on your credit uh, score. Even employers can see it, and employers don't like it. Uh, so there's debt consolidation companies and lawyers who can help you with this. You can even call the credit card companies and say, "Listen, I think I might go bankrupt. Can I cut a deal with you?" And so that's the best way to handle it. Um, and people need to really think, you know, I just re- read, Steve, that the average person in Illinois has about $3,000 in credit card debt. I would have thought it was more. And at 15% interest, it would take you 17 years to pay that off. So the credit cards, you know, are not a good way <laughs> to uh, to run your life because no one wants to pay double of what they've charged, which is essentially what you're going to be doing if you're paying the minimum balance. So uh, don't get in this situation, of course, and I would say a good New Year's resolution is to take care of that credit card debt. Don't just ignore it. See if you can find somebody who can talk it down for you so you can put it in a place where it's manageable and you can deal with it and never have it happen again. The best advice I've ever heard is treat it like a 30-day loan. You can't buy it today because you don't have the cash to buy it today. Then give yourself a 30-day loan, but know that you got to pay that loan off in 30 days. And that's a self-imposed discipline that keeps you from losing your, your, your well, everything. That's true. And I, and I do see a lot of people, you know, they get sick, they lose a job, and so they live on their credit cards for several months. And you know how that goes. It gets it stacks up, and all of a sudden it's uh, insurmountable, and it becomes a, a huge problem. So, you know, it's spending, but it's also things happen to you. Medical bills, all these types of things will mount. And uh, But the, my advice is don't be the deer with, with the headlights, you know. Go and take care of it. Don't throw this in the, in the garbage can. Don't just make the minimal payments. Do something about it. And if you don't know somebody who can help you, uh, send an email to me, and I will try to refer you to somebody reputable who can help you. Is there a statute of limitations on collections? You know, there sort of is. It's about five years, uh, and, and there's different rules for different types of credit, but it's usually five years from the last date you made the payment. So that's another thing that you should explore. If these debts are more than five years old, you should figure out what your legal rights are by talking to an attorney. And uh, and if perhaps you have no obligation to pay it, then you can tell the credit card company, sorry, but we're not paying. Uh, a question before we run out of time here. I was T-boned by a guy who blew a red light, told the copy he was on the phone. He only had 25000 medical insurance. That was gone in three days. My medical insurance is nearly gone. What recourse do I have? So I don't understand why he wouldn't have had more than that, because the law requires more insurance than that. Oh, is that right? Um, the, the, yeah, so I, I don't know if he was uninsured. If he's uninsured, then he could have his license taken away until he pays your bills. Um, but if he did have insurance, that, that's your problem. I mean, it, it's unfortunate that that he was the one who hit into you, but you could sue him and try to get a judgment against him. The problem is... 
does he have anything to collect? Does he have a house? Does he have any assets? A person that has under insurance like that probably doesn't have many assets. Next Wednesday is Christmas. Obviously, we will not be here. I appreciate your help all the time. You and I have been friends for, good God, 25 years probably now, maybe longer. That's right. And, wow. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and to, uh, and to Jerry and, and, and uh, hugs all around. Okay. Well, happy holidays to you and to all your wonderful listeners. All right. Have a good day. That's Karen County. You know, uh, I said hugs all around. She basically high-fived me. Yeah, you kind of... Uh, I went out on a limb there. I didn't yeah, get it in return. She left you hanging a little bit. Right? Yeah. Am I right? Yep. And then she hung up on Viv. Yeah. I Viv mean, was going to say something to her. Lady Viv Lady was going to talk to her. Hmm. She's got a lot to do. It's a busy Lady, time. Lady Viv does not get hung up on. Call her back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lady Vivian. Is there a proclamation? It's subtle, too. Just, That's what I like about it. When she walks into the room now, this is when this will be played, right? The Northwestern Medicine Newsroom is where Steve will be next. Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? It's time now for us to do our annual Secret Santa. Dave, I know you look forward to this every year because it's usually a big payday for you. <laughs> well... Here's the thing. I was gone when you guys came up with this, mm-hmm. when you hatched this plan. Yeah, you didn't get a vote. Um, we had Andy pick for you. And I decided to take it down to a reasonable number, uh, because I know what you all make. Um, and uh, <laughs> 10 bucks, ten bucks from the dollar store seemed right. Plus, there's always something fun about going into the dollar store. I thought store. that was the big... maximum. I wasn't told you had to spend $10. It is the maximum. So you got in at less than ten. Congratulations, well, Mary. That's the, you sent me an email last yeah, week. Did. You said no say? more. You could spend well, no more than ten. It's ten bucks. But it wasn't. It's ten dollars. It wasn't like you get points for coming under the number. <laughs> and everything's a buck. So you're not going to buy ten things. Why not? No I did. No penalties. Exactly what I, did. I didn't know that was the deal. So I apologize. All right. So whoever got Dave got cheaped out on. Let's wow. start with you, Mary Vandevelt. Who'd you get? I got Dave. <laughs> Dave, right. open your stuff. Here, Dave. Thanks, Mayor. Bag being handed down. Okay. I did have a nice bag. It's nice red bag. and green. Wow, it's red. The bag really. was in my Christmas stuff, so I didn't count the price of the bag. Good here. thinking. Are yeah. these related? Uh, no. Oh, it's a G O A T pet speaker. Give your pet a voice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a little. It's a little pet. This is five doggy. dollars. Yeah, I left a price tag on. Oh. So you could, so you I could. Left, well, that's a big gift right there. More than so did you go to? Did no, you go to five below? Dollar General does not have everything for a dollar. Oh, okay. Now this is funny. Mini shot spinner drinking game. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> Nailed it. Spin there the wheel, and whomever the arrow points to must drink. It always falls on Dave. <laughs> All right, it keeps coming Thank back you, to him. It was calling your name. Yeah, Dave. true You're north. <laughs> Super Joe, who'd you get? I had Steve Cochran. Oh, oh, fantastic. Here we Bring go. On. Right. Bring it on. I would I have to say that Joe's bag is beautiful. It is a beautiful bag. bag. Did you pack this, dude? It looks like, so look at those Michigan colors. Aren't those Hanukkah colors? No, <laughs> that's Michigan. No, that would be the Wolverine. Michigan. Oh, sorry. Uh, I have... Um, <laughs> Champagne glasses for your big show oh, on New for Year's Eve. Eve. Oh. Champagne glasses you can for New be all Eve. fancy. Oh, look at this. Reese's peanut butter cups. I know huh? you're off the sauce, but that's breakfast. Yeah, I think you can get after it over the holidays. <laughs> uh, mini football. Fantastic. You can play with Isaac. 
Yeah, dollar. throwing that around for sure. Uh, <laughs> Check the age limit on that. Fancy Nancy, the activity fun set. We were just talking about Fancy Nancy the other day at Abigail's birthday party. See, you're an uncle, so you know this stuff. See, and at the top it says four plus, so you yeah. can just re-gift that to uh, Who the Abigail heck is Grace. Fancy Nancy. Fancy Nancy's a new superstar for uh, kids. Oh, little girls in particular. <laughs> uh, Nickelodeon uh, Ross love the Green Turtle. Yeah, I love the uh, the red one, Raphael. So we can uh, do that together. We can paint that together. All right, that's rough. Yeah. You and I or you yes. and Ross? You and I. After the show? <laughs> and the meeting that nobody else shows up? Hot Wheels. Fantastic. Oh, now, if you'll notice, that Batmobile, the white Batmobile, looks a lot like a Chevy Tahoe. Oh, it does. Yeah. White, white lightning. lightning. Yeah, very nice. Very that's nice. hilarious. And wow. this, you've got a whole bag of gifts here. Sweet. Oh, it's good. This is very good. Uh, oh, funny glasses. Yeah. Wear them for oh, the rest of the fantastic. show. Can you put those on now? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding? Me, I'll put them on. Red nose. Other stuff, and finally a big a. Oh, I almost said something else. Hello, a big a can of diet coke. I am far away from the dump button right now. And wait a second. So all of this stuff was under ten dollars. Yep, I got the receipt. Yeah. Wow. He did really well. That's See, tremendous. Good. Yeah. yeah. Like That's a different dollar. That's not Dollar General. That was probably Dollar Tree, right? That was um, Dollar Store. Dollar General. I thought. Oh. I'll look it up. All right, so we'll come back and we'll go through the others on the show in just a second, and uh, and we'll continue with the festivities from the dollar store. I would definitely uh, recommend if you get the funny nose and glasses to put the foam nose from the dollar store on your nose and breathe in whatever chemicals they're emitted from it immediately, because I'm sure it's been FDA regulated. Yeah, and are those bifocals? Is that what those glasses are? Or they- uh, I see perfectly. Yeah, I see perfectly. Uh, who's next? Viv? Yeah, let's okay. go with Viv. Okay. Lady Viv. Uh, Lady Viv, thank you. Um, I had Steve Grzanich. Oh, oh, that is a big kinda, bag you know, from the dollar store. I have to big... believe you spent more than a dollar. It's a big bag. I'm telling you, everything, everything was a dollar in there. All right, great. It's, it's, it's a the big bag, and then it has a, a golden retriever on it with a Santa hat, so you can't go wrong there. Steve loves his dog, and all dogs in general. How much stuff is in there? There's like a picture frame. Oh, uh, that's nice for nice. him and his dog. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. sweet. Nice. That's a legitimate gift. What is that? Uh, a little pen set. Nice. Oh, good. Now you have something to write Probably with. Got a journalistic planner duties. for 2020. Nice. <laughs> Normally you just steal from here. Office supplies. Wait, there's a new coffee. Is this a coffee mug? No, wait. It's cool. Nope. It's a. It's for your house. Oh yeah. Like a, pot- like a candle. Oh, yeah. oh potpourri. Like honey, yeah. honeydew, I bet, is what that is. Honey potpourri? <laughs> what is like that? A, a dog toy. A dog toy. So do I light this on fire? Is that what I do? <laughs> Try not not to with break the dog it. around. Or what is a dog toy? Is that a squirrel? This looks like a... Tur- it's a chicken. Or turkey, oh, I guess. Ch- <laughs> <laughs> How much is that? A dollar? Oh, yeah. Oh, that won't get old at home at all. Mm-mm. Not at all. And then wait a second. A couple more things. If you're watching on the wow. stream, this is really exciting for <laughs> oh, yes. you. Okay, see, this is a hanger. Yeah, it's a door hanger. Okay, nice. Okay. Nice. And? And then it uh, looks like a coffee mug. Mm-hmm. Very wow, nice. what a nice collection. This, I, this was all under $10? All under $10. Wow, I feel well, like I got ripped off. Yep. I feel like I got ripped off now. It's really incredible. <laughs> nice. Thanks. It's really, really nice. Steve, you're next. Okay, I had Viv. Lady, Lady Viv. Lady Vivian. <laughs> oh, my God, Joseph. <laughs> the longest introduction, too. You have to wait till the music ends. <laughs> We're only on till nine. 
All right, Lady Vivian, <laughs> what do you have? Okay, I did so. under $10, but I had a couple of high-end oh items. Oh, my gosh. I love these. Oh, the biscotti. The oh, my gosh. Oh, biscotti. Gosh. Yes. Yeah. Man, biscotti, usually you can only get those on an airplane where you've spent $500 for a ticket. I got some of them. I love them. And, then, and I also got uh, got tea, black yeah. tea. Little proper tea and biscuits for the ladies. Oh, for I the lady. love it. Yeah. I love well it. Done. I got tea and a themed biscuits. gift. Yeah. Didn't I love even it. Occur well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, let me jump over to Dave. Dave, who'd you have? I had Super Joe. What's up? All right, so pass Super Joe your bag. <laughs> Here we go, Super Joe. If you'll notice, the bag has Santas on it. it. Some are bespectacled. Some are not. I don't know why. Okay. Excellent. Okay. All right. Let's Meanwhile, my here. eyes are Dig starting in. to cross from wearing the joke glasses. You What'd you get, Joe? Drinking game? Is this the same drinking game? It is. What a coincidence. Oh, <laughs> You we should play, play it right together. now. That yeah. is hilarious. Dave and I think alike. You guys do think alike. If the next gift is the same, really? then I'm You leaving. really are buying that? Yep, I am. Sounds like All right, so we have a uh, pocket, a, uh, a billiard game here. Oh, pocket pool. I pocket wanted to get pool. you a... Yeah, a, a, I was going to go there, but then decided not to. Yeah. Uh, so well, those of you who know how funny pocket pool is, that's what he got. He got pocket pool. <laughs> so we got a, uh, yeah, a little billiard set here. Can't yeah. wait to play that while drinking with Dave. Okay. Wait, Dave, regift it. Shh. shh, shh, shh. <laughs> uh, for those of you who like money, I have a, a new money uh, holder. Oh, bank. Right. Oh, okay. oh, I thought you meant you were printing money. I figure yeah. you could bet that way on the billiards. There you oh, go. Yeah. Can we use that as petty cash here on the show? Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my and gosh, an archery cool. set. Oh, Look at this, nice. a little dart. So we can play darts. Oh, this is that's for the office. Wow. wow. And I, I actually, for another buck, I could have doubled that. I could have gotten you four more darts. <laughs> I think this is the perfect amount of darts and billiards, and we can bet on everything. And Dave, how and much did you spend? Less game. than ten dollars. Let's see. I spent. Well, not counting the gift that I uh, regifted. That, <laughs> no, I'll keep. The, I'll keep the drinking game. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, it's three bucks. I dollars. Well, I didn't know we were supposed to spend ten. I thought it was you. You can sp- You have to you spend less to than give 10. Joe seven dollars in cash. <laughs> One dollar, Bob. Wow. Well, uh, the only one left here would be Mary Vandeveld. Please oh, hand that over. Steve had me. Yes, and there's a card in there because I thought we were supposed to get card. a card. No. So open the card Nobody first and read cards, the card. Unless there's money in it. <clears throat> read the card first and then open your gift. Where's the card? Pretty sure I put a card in there. <laughs> Almost positive I put a card in there. Is there a card in there? I don't think so. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, this is your gift. Oh, well, then it'd be this one. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I can't see. I've got the like, joke glasses like, on. This looks familiar. There's a football in here. That's the gift you got. For All right, so there's a card. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> really, I don't need to be let out in public. There's a card. I've got to take these joke glasses the off. My eyes are starting to cross. <laughs> oh, that looks just like me. A baker of, you know, she looks like um And you'll uh, notice that Bieber's the baker mother. is complaining about all she has to do. <laughs> Once I get these blank, blank cookies made and blank, blank presents wrapped and blank, blank decorating finished. Uh-huh. Oh, hi. Merry Christmas. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that is me. And when you open it, what does it say? Uh, fancy New Year's party stuff since you don't go out. 
craft right. stuff and canned food to survive if you get stranded on your way to Wisconsin. All right, go through the bag here as quickly as you can. Store. Thank you. Okay. All right. Oh, what do you got? New Year's Eve blowers. You horns. Remember, each year I invite Mary to the New Year's Eve show, and she never shows I've up. I've come right. like three times. Okay, okay. Sure you have. We've been on the show a long time. So now you have party horns. hats. Okay, this will be the nineteenth year you've come three perfect. times. Perfect. <gasps> Little confetti. Oh, alphabet beads. Yeah, these no, are for I'm your sorry. crafty side. Oh, oh, pal. Oh, these are good for my uh, dance. My yes, dance dress. That's what I was thinking. You can make stuff. Alphabet beads. Yes. Might be something for the kiddos. Uh, well, they might eat them. That'd be bad. Uh, wood numbers. <laughs> right, right. Very yeah. nice. Uh, these are all crafty things. Beads. More beads. More beads. More crafty things. Now, if you get stranded on the way to Wisconsin, you're going to need to eat. What do you have there? I have a dark chocolate. Perfect. Good dive of chocolate and? Spam? No. <laughs> No, what is it? It's canned potted meat. Oh, God. So if you run off potted the road. Meat, oh, you Vienna oh, sausage? Yeah. Potted meat and Vienna sausage. If you run off the road in Wisconsin, there's going to be people so jealous of you that you have potted meat and Vienna sausage, and you'll be able to survive until the authorities show up. I, I wish people can see Mary's I, face. If the deer don't get me first. The yeah. good, and the good thing is those cans of meat will last about five years in your car. I look for oh, an expiration date sweet. on the bottom. It says, that does it matter? So no, it does sweet. It does not. Yeah, that's oh. what it actually says. Oh, I forgot more beads. Oh, and more perfect. beads. All right, so happy Very Christmas. Nice. Well, Merry nice. Christmas, everybody. That was nice. Awesome. Very thoughtful. Oh, and from the movie Scrooge, the little music to take us out from the great Al Green and Annie Lennox on WGN. get any better than that, does it? The Reverend Al Green and Annie Lennox. You remember Scrooge, the movie with Bill Murray? Yes. Remember the video of Bill Murray dancing around with him? It's a good time. That's what I'm talking about. 729. Uh, thanks for uh, listening to our annual Santa swap. No, not swap. San- Secret Santa collection of stuff. And again, Dave spent $3 out of his $10 well, budget. Okay. I First of all, I... I, I wasn't here. I didn't understand the concept. It was I thought it was go to the dollar store and get something. You couldn't spend more than ten. I didn't. Want, but I know how competitive you are. Did you think you won an award for spending the least? No. <laughs> I thought how many one dollar item do I need to buy ten one dollar things? Well, it would take a half an hour to open them all. Super Joe, he owes you seven dollars. I gave him fake money. $7 that was one of the items. in real cash. $7 of fake money. Yeah. $7 in real cash. That uh, said, I think that was probably our best ever gift exchange. Yeah. Well, I don't disagree. Yeah. Especially what I gave to Steve. That was very nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Mine was uh, the most severe headache now from wearing those glasses. Um, a couple of things to plug before we get to Adam Hogue. Let It Be Christmas from the Community Christian Church folks, the big yellow box out in Naperville. Final weekend of performances, communitychristian.org, if you'd like to go. It's from the Epic Theater Company. They've been in performing it on the show the past couple of years, and it's great. It's highly recommended. I want to say hi and Merry Christmas to everybody at the Ritz. Uh, Peter Simicelli, uh is a pal, and he runs the joint. And uh, hi to Peter and everybody over there. Um, hi to a guy that I met last weekend at the Congress Hotel on Michigan Avenue, Steve Parsons. He's a comedian. He wants to be a pastor. He's a doorman at the Congress and a great guy. So hi to Steve. Sounds like a well-rounded individual. There. Right? He's got a lot going on. Big smile on his face, cold weather. He's you know taking bags, getting a job done. 
And uh, also uh, hi to Sarah Phillips. This is a, a kind of a cool story. Uh, we were coming back from the city on the train Friday night, and it was packed, and Sarah sat next to us. A very nice woman, very attractive woman, uh, and uh, told us her life story, and she's had a very interesting life. She runs a company, or helps run a company, called Benton Technical Services. And you know what she's doing today? She's taking her dad on a surprise trip. Where? Right now. Well, you can't say. Oh, it's a surprise. surprise. Right now, her dad is waiting. A limo's going to pick him up, and they're going to go to the airport. He's just going to have a suitcase, and he and his daughter are going to go on a surprise trip today. That's That's awesome. Isn't that a cool deal? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, congratulations, Dennis. You raised a heck of a daughter, Sarah Phillips, and hi to Sarah. You think that was under $10? I don't believe so, because I do know the destination. There's quite a bit going on there. Uh, So, I hope you guys have a great time. Adam Hogus here. Adam, what are your holiday plans? Well, I'm headed up to Minnesota to see some family, and then I'm just going to stay there because the Bears happen to play there, so that's convenient. Look at you. The guy never stops working. Just again, <laughs> he, he again arranges again. with the NFL every year that the I Bears do. close the season in Minnesota. Isn't this like the third time in the last four years they finished at Minnesota? I think it's the fourth year in a row. Really? Something it's been. It's that's usually where they finish the season in Minnesota. Yeah. And yes, it's because I have the power and I make the schedule. How, How terrifically convenient for you. Yeah. Um, all right, so we haven't talked to you since uh, Sunday's uh, loss. Not a huge surprise that it went down. They could have won it at the end, if not for um, a lateral. But, you know, honestly, uh, we, we we didn't expect a Music City miracle here. It would have been an odd way to end this season, which has been such a disaster. Um, you know, just general thoughts about the season before we ask you for more details? Yeah, well, I, I, I think that what you saw Sunday was sort of wrapped up my feelings about the season. It was a lot of the same stuff. It was uh, specifically for me, um, the running game, just being non-existent, inconsistent all year long. I asked Matt Nagy about that on Monday, and he says he takes it personally and vows to fix it. But, you know, that was the conversation last offseason. I think that's why, for me, it's the dis- so much talk about Mitch Trubisky, right? Um, but for me, the most disappointing and biggest failure for this team this season is just the lack of a running game because they spent so much time on it last offseason. They traded Jordan Howard. They drafted David Montgomery. They decided that they would bring all five offensive linemen back, thinking that that wasn't the problem. I think what we learned this season is that the scheme is partly the problem and the execution is partly the problem. And they need, I think they need to make a couple changes on the offensive line. And maybe more importantly, Matt Nagy just needs to figure out the best way to run the football because I don't think his scheme is working very well. When we come back, um, I'm going to ask you some uh, reasons to be hopeful going into okay. uh, next season. But also, I want to ask you about the rest of the NFL. A lot of fantasy football players out there, and of course, most everybody loves football, and you get into playoff season. Is it just going to be hand the Patriots another trophy time, or is somebody else going to win? Uh, Dave doesn't think so. I don't think so. And Adam Hogue may not think so. We'll find out. You know what's happening Friday on the Rokan Show? His, uh, his Canarble wagon is going to be the Drinkworks machine. Oh, really? They're going to use the Drinkworks machine on the show. The Drinkworks cocktail machine, I've got one, Rose got one. And uh, you uh, think of it like you would a Keurig coffee machine. First off, it's jet black. It goes with anything. It looks really cool on your counter. And it's got some ice in there that you put in. you got to put some ice in, put some water in. What am I missing, Dave, for cocktails? Booze. And they come in these handy little, um, well, what do you call those things? They call them K-cups K-cups. For it coffee. looks like yeah. a K-cup. Yeah. I guess this would be an A-cup for alcohol. Wait, did you say you had one? Yeah, I do. 
Well, why don't we do it on our show? Because well, that's my house. Well, bring it here. Well, Ro- Rose bringing his in. Yeah. We just want to drink cocktails at 8 o'clock in the morning? It's the holidays. Sure, why not? It's for the show, Steve. Yeah. It's the holidays. Mm-hmm. Look at the dedication you all have to liquor. And we have a drinking <laughs> game now. Yes. Yeah. Well, this is fantastic. This I is get, great, great hands. news. Let's see if I remember. Um, you like a Moscow meal? You like a cosmopolitan? You like a margarita? You like sangria? You like them all? How about a beer? It even makes beer. And I'm telling you, the taste is remarkable. And it's not going to cost you 20 bucks for a drink. Plus, when I'm making them with a Drinkworks machine, you don't even have to tip me. You're a generous guy. I really am. So here's the deal. This week only, uh, you save 100 bucks just by mentioning my name at checkout. And you get the amazing drink maker. Plus, they're going to give you free shipping. Get it before they run out, literally, of Drinkworks machines this holiday season. Go to drinkworks.com. Use the code Steve at checkout. Save 100 bucks off standard pricing. Plus, free shipping. Don't wait. This amazing offer won't last long, and it's only for my listeners. Drinkworks.com. Promo code Steve at checkout. And remember, please enjoy responsibly. Helpful texter Mary and Steve and Dave said you can't drink all day if you don't start now. That's a that's just common sense. It's goal. It's goal oriented. It's uh, seven forty seven. This is Steve Cochran show number one thousand five hundred and five. Three hundred twenty one days till election day next year. Adam Hogue is with us. And Adam Hogue, give us a reason to be hopeful about the Bears after such a disappointing season. Well, I do believe the competitive window is still wide open, guys. I think that they uh, had some injury issues this year that were uh, much worse than last year. I think that the schedule should be a slightly easier next season because we already know who the opponents are. And um, and I and I still just I, I think this is still a good roster. And I think that what you saw this year was a was a head coach going through some growing pains and and learning some things. And he'll spend the off season trying to figure out why his offense you know ranks towards the bottom of the entire league. You know, if this offense had just been in the middle of the pack, people I don't know how many people realize that the Bears have allowed the least amount of points in the NFC right now. That's incredibly frustrating uh, when you realize the Bears aren't going to the playoffs. If they had just an offense that was halfway decent, they would be a playoff team. And I still think there's talent here. Um, I think the quarterback is still a question mark, but shown here in the second half of the season that he's good enough to to at least win with. And um, that'll be another huge story going into next year. I still think this is good, a good team, though. Yeah, there are a lot of teams which have sort of made a quantum leap uh, like the Bears did last year and and you know have have dropped back this year i mean and and look at san francisco a year ago they won four games and here they are battling for the top seed in the nfc uh you look at the rams they were in the super bowl last year and everybody's thinking that's a team that's going to be great for years and and they just got whacked by dallas the other day they're maybe not going to make the playoffs so it it can change pretty dramatically and and I think to underscore your point, Adam, about the uh, about the defense is the fact that the Bears have two starters in the Pro Bowl, and and I'm a little surprised. Like I know you expressed this on Twitter last night that Allen Robinson didn't get any consideration apparently, but uh, but that this defense still with with guys like Mack and and uh, and Eddie Jackson is going to the Pro Bowl. Are you surprised by that? 
I am a little bit just because the Pro Bowl is usually about production, and he only has one interception this season. But uh, I'm guessing that that came mainly from uh, coaches and players that vote that realize that he's still really good and um, – teams avoided him this year because they realized how good he is. So that's that's a big reason why his production was down. I, I, I thought the two guys, first of all, the player that more than anyone deserves to be in the Pro Bowl is Cordero Patterson for what he's done uh, as a gunner in the, the league this year. He is the best at that position, and he's been the best kick returner too. So that was a no-brainer for me. Uh, I thought Allen Robinson was the next guy who was most deserving on the Bears to get in, and he didn't even get named as an alternate. Now, there are some guys injured and banged up uh, at that position that did make the Pro Bowl, both Buccaneers wide receivers, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. I don't know that they're going to play. So Allen Robinson could still end up getting named an alternate and end up in the game somehow, uh, but that was an absolute huge snub last night. I totally agree. Uh, Super Joe. Uh, Adam Coach Nagy said that Adam Hogue, by the way, Super Joe. Adam Hogue, Coach Nagy said that no starters are going to be replaced. Do you think a that he's telling the truth, and b if he's not, who is in line to get some more playing time down the stretch here? Uh, so I'm I'm not sure I completely agree with that because uh, I, I mean, for one, I think at this point with where Prince of Mukamara is a little banged up and with no guaranteed money left on his contract. I would uh, say that they would need to see what Kevin Tolliver can do. And Kevin Tolliver came in and split time with Prince on Sunday because of that hamstring. And then from the point Prince of Mukamara missed that tackle on that 19-yard touchdown run by Aaron Jones, he did not play again the rest of the game. So, uh, And Prince said after the game that he felt fine. So I, that, to me, looked like more like a benching rather than an injury. And if you're evaluating roster decisions like that now at this point with two games to go and you're out of the playoffs, don't you need to see what the younger guy can do? So I think there will be some spots like that where you will see some younger guys come in. But for the most part, I get the feeling that Matt Nagy really wants to win this game against Andy Reid. Um, I think they, in a weird way, sort of owe it to Mitchell Trubisky to give him the best shot to look good against Patrick Mahomes on Sunday night. And uh, that involves playing as many starters and trying as hard as you can to win this game as possible. And to me, that includes Akeem Hicks. If Akeem Hicks can't do any more damage to his elbow, then I play him. Now, if he can do more damage, then I wouldn't. But it sounds to me like that's just a pain tolerance issue with him. And if he wants to play, then I play him. Yeah, and he hasn't played in a while, so I assume he wants to play. All right, playoffs. Uh, It's rare when you have two games left in the season and this many playoff spots are up for grabs. Just about everything's already full. Uh, The Patriots and the Bills are both in, the Ravens in, the Chiefs in. Houston and Tennessee will decide the division winner in the South and the other wild card team. Uh, Pittsburgh is also in the mix. So let's say Houston wins. Tennessee or Pittsburgh for the other wild card? Uh, let's see. Uh, I think right now the Steelers have the, the tiebreaker and are sitting in a better spot. Um, but I, you know, let's put it like this. I don't think either of those teams have a realistic shot of, of going very far in the playoffs. Uh, it's when you consider their quarterback spots right now. I, and did you I, know the Tennessee Titans have missed more field goals than they've made this year? Well, that's because they had Cody Parkey on their team for a little bit. First time in, I think, 30 years that statistic is uh, is true. Uh, all right, so you're saying it doesn't matter, but I I, I like the Steelers uh, over the Titans in Houston to win the division. Yeah. Dave, you agree? Uh, yeah, I do. 
I do, but I but I also agree with the idea that neither will go very far. Well, here here's what I find fascinating, guys, especially in the NFC. I think the NFC is wide open. I would say that in five of the six teams that get in could go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I think the the NFC East winner doesn't really have a realistic sh- chance. Maybe the Cowboys, if they figure things out and get hot again, they sure look good the other day. But I, I would take the NFC East winner out of it, and I think. Everyone else has a chance. The Packers, the Vikings, um, the Saints obviously have a, have a chance, and then Seahawks and 49ers. I think it's wide open on that side. I think the AFC probably comes down more to just the Ravens, Patriots, or Chiefs, but it's going to be a fun January, especially in the NFC. I think the balance of power is kind of shifted. I mean, it's we all know about the success of the Patriots, but the NFC, I think, I, I mean, if I had to pick a Super Bowl champ right now, I'd say they're coming out of the NFC. Yeah, we got Seattle, San Francisco, New Orleans, uh, Green Bay, Minnesota, and either Dallas or Philadelphia. Everybody except Dallas or Philadelphia, even though it's not official because you got ties or one game differences in a couple of those divisions. Those other teams are all getting in. Dallas plays the Eagles this weekend. I think the Cowboys end up coming out of that and win the division. Uh, yeah, I think so too. I think when you saw what they did, um, and I and I've thought all all year that they're the more talented team. Um, they just they kind of got in a rut like the Bears did, yeah. where they just needed to win a game, and they finally did that. So I, I think they're a slightly dangerous here in these final two weeks. I think New Orleans. If if I had to pick one of those teams, that right now you've got five teams that are either eleven and three or ten and uh, Vikings are ten and four. Mm-hmm. I think you've got. Well, Seattle, New Orleans, Green Bay, uh, San Francisco, all eleven and three. I, I go with New Orleans. Look, they they should have been in the Super Bowl last year. I think your Super Bowl Saints and Chiefs this year. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Yeah, I think it'll be a great Super. That Bowl. would be a fantastic so game. You guys aren't buying the Ravens then? Oh, I'm buying the Ravens. I just think that they are one of these uh, teams that is just so overperformed during the regular season. They may not be real in the playoffs. And I think that quarterback, as great as he is, uh, is beatable. Well, I think he is too. Until, but no one seems to be able to figure him out. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, it, it, this. Well, I just me, did. Just a second ago, I figured him out. <laughs> That's a good point. He did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Super Joe, who's your Super Bowl pick? Two teams. Yeah, I'll go with the Ravens and the Saints. Ravens Saints. That's also a good game. Yep. That offense against that defense. Very chalky. Hey, what would a uh, Super Bowl call from the Chiefs announcer sound like? Touchdown, Kansas City! You know, we should get him on before the end of the week, oh, since they're point. in Sunday. That's a great idea. Make that call, please. You, uh, you yeah, got it. I'll cancel everything else. <laughs> <laughs> just so you guys could just just say, touchdown, touchdown Kansas, Kansas City and each other. City. Such a great call. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Well, listen, Adam Hogue, your, uh, your input and uh, your expertise has been invaluable, and we expect it to continue. So where can we find you when you're writing and talking? WGNRadio.com. That's where you find everything I write and the podcast. Podcast is that too? That those are up there too. Yeah, and if you're with the IRS, just know that Adam declares his trip for the holidays to Minnesota every year <laughs> as a business expense. It actually is. Yeah, it, it really is. It so, is. Yeah. Uh, thank you, buddy. Bye, guys. Seven fifty-seven. We're coming back with the news from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom next. House of Representatives about to gavel in. Steve will have all the news here in just a second, including maybe another prominent Chicago politician indicted. But Steve, a tweet from the president who says he's not bothered by all of this just uh, about an hour ago. 
Uh, Donald J. Trump writes, can you believe that I will be impeached today by the radical left do-nothing Democrats and I did nothing wrong? In caps. A terrible thing. Read the transcripts. This should never happen to another president again. Say a prayer. Hmm. Doesn't sound like he's not bothered. Yeah, those proceedings, by the way, are getting underway within the next few minutes on Capitol Hill. And um, there's an amazing letter the president wrote yesterday and quite a comment from Nancy Pelosi. We've reached a point where the crazy has uh, gone to an all-new level on both sides. Dean is uh, doing a TV interview, and Senator Durbin's coming up. So Dean will be back with us tomorrow with a review of Star Wars, amongst other things. Uh, in the meantime, just a couple of quick show business notes. Derek Huff, Juliana Huff's brother, Derek Huff, handsome devil. Uh, great he, dancer. Great dancer. He ripped his hamstring while filming uh, Holidays with the Huffs. The show's going to air, or did air, on NBC, I think, last night, maybe the night before. And uh, he kept dancing with a ripped hamstring. Oh. That's how tough he is. He is very tough. He's very strong, too, for a little guy. And the biggest news in show business, a Save by the Bell reboot. Yes, if you like Saved by the Bell, it's coming back for a reboot, like every show that was ever on TV. But Mr. Belding, the principal, is not going to be the principal and has not been offered a job. And the Internet's not happy, Mary. The Internet's upset. You don't want to upset the Internet. My kids will be very upset. They love that show. Isn't Screech Screech on that one? Didn't he die? No, no. Screech is still alive. still alive? Okay. Sorry about that, Screech. (laughs) (laughs) You just killed killed Screech. Uh, and uh, coming up, as I said, Senator Durbin, uh, Nancy Pelosi called Donald Trump's letter yesterday ridiculous and really sick. That's where we are with this. Uh, that's what you say about the president of the United States. Well, the president writes a six page letter mostly about you uh, in it. He said, amongst other things, it's a terrible thing you're doing, but you'll have to live with it. Not I. Uh, he said, you're turning a policy disagreement between two branches and branches of government into an impeachable offense. He said, now you're trying to impeach me by falsely accusing me of doing what Joe Biden already admitted he actually did. Uh, He said, you view democracy as your enemy. Uh, He said, you conducted a fake investigation upon the democratically elected president of the United States, and you're doing it yet again. He said, you're the ones interfering in the elections. You're the ones subverting America's democracy. This letter, it's understood, was written by uh, Stephen Miller, and several others in the White House, but not vetted um, by anyone other than Donald Trump, and the White House counsel was not involved. Uh, he also, uh, they, slash he, also said that uh, Nancy Pelosi was insulting all Christians in the country by claiming she prayed for the president. Um, it's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's probably worth your read. It's six pages long. And uh, I don't believe it helps the president's cause, but we shall see. The vote itself won't take place for a while. The Republicans just opened this session of the House by voting to quit. They wanted to vote to adjourn. Not surprisingly, that vote will be turned down and debate will begin and continue prior to the actual vote to impeach President Trump. That's where we are. Yeah. And again, a reminder, you can hear all of this uninterrupted online at WGNRadio.com. Thank you for that. Yep. Standing by for uh, Senator Durbin, who will join us in uh, in just a second. And uh, the guys in the booth, keep him on after we're done, because I had something to talk to him about off the air. I need him to fix some parking ticket stuff. <laughs> I think he's got bigger think. things on his mind. Yeah, no, I don't. And, and also, he doesn't do that. That's no. uh, just me well, being that fool. too. So, it is uh, 8.17 now. You guys tell me when he's ready. Good to go? 
All right, standing by for uh, Senator Durbin again. We'll get to him in just a second. Obviously, it's a very busy morning in Washington. You know, um, our old producer, Ann Jensis, she was uh, a professor at Northwestern. Yes. And as a professor at Northwestern, um, she actually uh, taught um, Senator Durbin's daughter-in-law, now married to his son, Paul, and they've got uh, a new baby. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, so let's bring him in here. I was just saying, Senator Senator Durbin, I, I just saw a picture of your new grandbaby the other day. What a beauty. The moon. Uh, she is number six for us, and uh, she's up in Chicago, and we're spending more time with her, and uh, just it's going to be a joy this Christmas, so though she probably won't know anything about what's going on at age six months. <laughs> yeah, and we've got a five-month-old uh, little guy. It's our second, and uh, a little four-year-old Abigail. I mean, you know, until you're a grandparent, you don't know how much fun it is. It is a kick, uh, Steve. I'll tell you, we were kids when we had our kids and uh, uh, went through a, a, a lot of struggle, as all families do with, with uh, the first children. Uh, and uh, being a grandparent is like coasting. I mean, it's all fun. <laughs> you just enjoy them for several hours and hand them over to the parents and head on home. Uh, but we're having a joy uh, in, in the experience, and, and so, uh, so is my son and uh, daughter-in-law. We, we haven't talked in a while, and uh, we got to fix that because I always enjoy the fact that uh, you give us so much access on the show because you got important information to pass along as well for the people in Chicago and Illinois. But uh, I always, always uh, want to take an opportunity to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, too, before we uh, move on for that holiday season. Will you be here, or where will you be? I'll be in Chicago. We're having a gathering of the family in Chicago for Christmas Day and a few days after. Uh, it, they're coming in from New York and Washington, and we'll all be together. That's what it's all about. The opioid crisis, uh, when it comes to talking about families, is a scourge not just in Illinois but all over the country, but particularly devastating in the Midwest. What's being done? Not enough. And we had a hearing yesterday. Senator John Kennedy, Republican of Louisiana, Louisiana and I, are just uh, perplexed at what's going on at the uh, Drug Enforcement Administration. Now, when you hear that agency, you think, well, those are our friends. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that is the agency that it approves the number of opioid pills that are manufactured each year in America. So I first got blended. I didn't even know that, that Steve, to be honest with you, until four or five years ago, 2016, I heard about this, and so we had a hearing, and I said, so how many bill, how many of these pills, opioid pills, are you approving for production in America mm-hmm. while we're in the midst of an opioid drug epidemic? And the DEA said, well, 14 billion. I said, wait a minute, million? No, billion. 14 billion a year That's for incredible. U.S. consumption? turns out 14 billion is enough to give every adult in America every single adult a four-week prescription of opioids and you think to yourself this is madness why are we flooding the market with opioid pills so I started raising help sending letters calling people in having meetings doing what senators do for a living and the next thing you know they said we got the message this fellow testifies yesterday we're now down to eight billion I said wait a minute <laughs> 
trillion, that's enough for every adult to have a two-week prescription. It's way beyond what's necessary for medical purposes. So Senator Kennedy and I are just blowing up over this, and that's where it has to start. There's a lot more to be done, but for goodness sakes, to put all these pills on the market, we know what's happening. Yeah, and, and to think about the fact that you started in 2016 with this, and we're three years down the road in a bipartisan way, and the DEA is not moving any quicker than this? It isn't. And the fellow was kind of taken aback. Wait a minute, Senator, we've reduced production by 55%. And I said, don't get me wrong. People with chronic pain need help. And some of them, opioids are the only place to go. I always want to put that in any comment about this issue. But you and I know that the Center for Disease Control has said that the average doctor for the average pain episode, it's no more than three days of opioids. If you put a person on opioids for seven days, the likelihood is that 8% of them will be addicted to opioids a year later. And that's just a fact. It's unbelievable. And, and so we've got to be thoughtful and careful about this. And what Senator Kennedy said, that he and I are in, in this together on a bipartisan basis, we've got to get the doctors on board, too. I mean, they should understand, as we all do, what leads to addiction. And they've got to be careful. Chronically ill people with serious pain, an exception. But when it comes to the average case, too many of them prescribe these pills when they're absolutely not needed and in quantities that exceed what's thoughtful. I know Northwestern Medicine is taking this as seriously as it should be taken and, and taking action on it, but you have to assume or hope at least that everybody else is getting on board. And again, that's the power of the media, because the more we talk about this, the more pressure's on people to do the right thing. And I'll tell you something else, Steve. Let's lay the cards on the table. 25 years ago, if someone said, oh, did you hear someone overdosed on uh, pills and heroin last night? And you'd say, oh, man, I'll bet you that was an inner city person, you know, probably in their 30s, drug addict. Well, let me tell you, wake up and smell the coffee. Because right now, it could be that white cheerleader in the suburbs. It could be the kid who works on a farm downstate. I mean, it is. there's no town too small, no suburb too wealthy to avoid what's going on with opioids and drugs right now yeah this is not a poor kid of color problem this is an american problem it is across the board and and as a consequence we're waking up to the reality of addiction uh, it used to be just say no you know have the moral fortitude to take care of your problem now we know something there's much more to it it needs to be treated and the most successful treatment involves some medication that is carefully monitored for the people involved what about family leave that's making news today it should because I've introduced a bill with uh, Congresswoman Maloney of New York, and what we're doing is exp- expanding the Family Leave Act. Here's what it boils down to. If you ask most businesses and employers, what's your biggest problem today? They say finding qualified workers. We just can't find enough people. And that, of course, is a good thing, better than the alternative. But it also means that with the workers they have, I think that employers and businesses have to be more sensitive to family realities. That's what our bill says. The caregivers now in families go way beyond the obvious uh, spouses and children. And what we're doing is expanding the definition of people who can claim family leave. It, it could be an in-law. It could be an uncle. It could be a grandmother 
who is in fact a caregiver for somebody in your family who needs a helping hand. And as a consequence, you ought to be able to ask for family leave under this bill. Secondly, we expand it to parents uh, who, who need to meet with the teachers to talk about their kids at school. That's a pretty critical element in raising a child. That should be qualified, too. There is uh, the yelling has begun in the House and uh, the jockeying has begun in the House ahead of the vote to impeach President Trump later today. There is a question on whether or not when this impeachment, which seems like a foregone conclusion, happens, whether it will be immediately turned over to the Senate or not, or if there'll be some bargaining that goes on. Um, I guess I'm taken aback a little bit about how out front Mitch McConnell and uh, and also Lindsey Graham have been about they have no intent to be impartial. Um, while it may not be specifically covered that way in the Constitution, there is an oath of impartiality that has to be taken prior to this, isn't there? There sure is. There are about 15 of us in the Senate who were here for the Clinton impeachment. I remember it. You raise your right hand, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court uh, administers an oath, and one of the things we pledge is impartial justice. That's the phrase we use. Now, don't get me wrong. Democrats and Republicans walking into the chamber may be leaning one way or the other based on what they've heard and said. But, you know, if this is truly going to be a trial, which is credible, and we're going to consider evidence in a careful, thoughtful way, then you at least have to have an open mind. And you have to be willing to put the facts in front of the Senate as well as the American people. I'm disappointed at this stage. I had hoped that Senator McConnell would have reached out to Senator Schumer, and he has not done that yet, to talk about a bipartisan approach. That's what happened with the Clinton impeachment. We recently had a meeting with uh, John Podesta, who was in the White House at the highest level during the Clinton impeachment. He said he was nervous as hell because the Senate was meeting in closed chamber all 100 senators, Democrats and Republicans, and talking about doing a bipartisan process. Well, he was nervous, and he should have been, because it was in our hands and not in his. Mm -hmm. That should be the case now. When it comes to the uh, impeachment trial of Donald Trump, uh, the Senate, I hope, will rise to the occasion and show common sense and bipartisanship. Uh, I guess I'd leave you with this. There just doesn't seem to be any concern anymore inside the Beltway about the opinion of those inside the Beltway. Um, doing their job, because when you come out and say, I have no intention to be impartial, you just reinforce the notion across the country that the system is so broken it can never be fixed, and it leads to what we had last election where 100 million people didn't vote. It's exactly right. And there's more and more of it today than there has been in in years past. And there are a variety of reasons for that. But if we're ever going to return civility and common sense and bipartisanship to our political process, you know, the voters just have to insist that those who take extreme positions uh, and don't have an open mind when it comes to working on both sides of the aisle really are not the people that we need to have leading this country. We've got to have more bipartisanship. I'm sure I can do a better job at that. I'll do my darndest, but everybody has to be held to that standard. You shouldn't bet during the holidays, but if you had to wager, will the Senate have this trial in January? Yes, I, I believe we will. The question is whether it will be a real trial with evidence, with documents and witnesses. And at this point, Senator McConnell says, nope, we're just going to move this through quickly. Uh, take it or leave it. Let's finish it and move on. Uh, that's a mistake. This is a constitutional responsibility. It is the third time in the history of the United States it will have occurred. We need to take it seriously and do the job in a credible way. And I would just say to everybody, 321 days till Election Day 2020, and everybody needs to vote, no matter how cynical you become about the process. It's the only way anything can be changed. Absolutely. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. My best to your family. 
Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you and all your listeners. Thanks, Steve. That's Senator Durbin. It's 828. We're back with the news next on 720 WGN. As you know, uh, I don't have time to send out Christmas cards anymore because, you know, we start the show earlier now, so I need another 15 minutes sleep, and that sort of throws off the whole day. Um, All right, look, it's a lame excuse, but I don't send out Christmas cards anymore, and a lot of you don't. Less cards I'm seeing every year. Post office says the same thing. So I'm doing Christmas cards by phone where I contact my good friends and I just tell them that uh, it's the holiday season and Merry Christmas to you, Paul Conrad. Ah, Merry Christmas to you as well, Steve. You know, I looked at the phone yesterday. Yeah. I've got about 37 different numbers for you. Yeah. Are you in the witness protection program? I am, and I also am a drug runner, so I've got a lot of things that are going on, uh, but, uh, you know, you need multiple numbers. And here's the thing, if it's a burner phone or not, when I called my friend Paul, for a friend of the last 25 years, yeah. when I called my friend Paul, this is what I get. The person is not taking calls right now. Uh, yeah. Leave him alone. Yeah, that might be my office phone number, which <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I've not uh, picked that phone up in 17 years or checked the voicemail for 17 I don't years. I've got a new system, so that one I don't touch. Yeah, no, this is actually your cell phone. So if someone, that is my cell yeah, so phone. <laughs> okay, well, that's trying, good for me to know. If someone's trying to get a hold of you, just know that they can't. Yeah, it's easier just to drive to my house, I think, and I'll be giving that address out at the end of the uh, interview here. Well, and here's the thing. After I talked to, uh, or didn't talk to you, I called your home phone. Yeah, how is everyone? Well, Svetlana answered, yeah. and she didn't even say hello. She just said, Paul's not here. <laughs> He's left angry again. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's a big Christmas for you, of course, with oh, your it is. 14 children. Yeah. Klaus now is 35 years old he with is. a family of his own. Yeah, he turns 17 tomorrow. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. Yeah. That's crazy. That is awesome, yeah. I vividly remember you and I going out to breakfast before Klaus was born and talking about being a dad and me giving right. you a pep talk. I remember this as well. That pep talk worked out perfectly because he's turned out to be a pretty good guy. He is. And he'd be a mess if it weren't for that conversation that you and I had. Well, I'm sorry I had to raise him, but overall, right. it's worked you've out You've done well. a great job. You and Svetlana, whatever you've been doing together, man, he's turned out to be a beautiful person. Your four beautiful kids yeah. are all very, very, very good kids and healthy and happy oh, and all so that. Nice for you to say. Uh, and I know you spend time individually with each one of them yeah. to try to make them all think they're still in the will. Yeah, exactly. And I'm also trying to keep the competition going uh-huh. because of what I've told them is, listen, whoever loves me the most, when I kick off, you're getting everything. And they'll be surprised when I actually kick off. But it's been really one of the better pieces of advice that you've given me. Well, and the thing is, we both know this. When it's over for either one of us, it all goes to Svetlana and the gardener. Right. That's right. right. And let me tell you, that gardener has been slipping lately. Because, is that right? Yeah. It's not impressive. And the other thing is, I don't even have a yard. So I don't know why she needs him around as oh, often I as think he's we around. Know. I think we both yeah. know. All right. So what do your kids want for Christmas? Uh, yeah, that is a great question. Um, I uh, Let me see here. Because with my kids, they were very easy to raise. But they were raised back in a decade we called the 90s. Yeah. yeah, And the 2000s. Yeah. And by 2010, they were essentially on their own, released into the woods. Right. Uh, Things have changed so much in the last eight or nine years, I wouldn't know what to get kids your kids' age. Here's the thing. So my son, Vaughn, who is 11, Uh he sent me a Google document (laughs) with his Christmas wishes. Which is... Just like you did with your dad. It is exactly how I did it. The only problem is I couldn't figure out how to open it and... (laughs) 
There's some other. I couldn't figure half of it out. So he's going to get a pair of socks, seems uh, right. which will be ex- you know, all of the kid. That that's all you right. could ask for. That what kid right. doesn't want a nice, clean pair of socks? That seems totally right. What about the girls? Uh, the girls. Uh, so I got to believe my daughter. There's this store called Brandy Melville that just opened up okay. in Chicago, and they have figured out how to target girls between 18 and 17 or however old she is. <laughs> But they are on that, so she'd like something from there. Okay. Which I've been in there, and i got to say, I look pretty darn cute in some of their tops as well. It's kind of one of those one-size-fits-all places. Oh, so they're stretchy. Yeah, they're nice and stretchy. And I, uh-huh. Some of them are meant to be long um, shirts, but they are like midriff cut for me. So Not creepy tops. at all. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. So that's that. Uh, Elsa, I am not 100% sure what she is interested in. I'll be honest with you. I've been a little bit slack on uh, staying on track. My wife, Svetlana, has been doing the bulk of that. As usual. She writes it all out in Polish, so I don't (laughs) understand what any of that even means. So uh, and You're just so hoping to survive the New Year's. Yeah. I Listen, I'm just thankful to have these precious people in my yeah, life. And well, as well as well you Steve is, i, I got to tell you also, for the years that we've been lovers, <laughs> uh, it is always a joy to hear from you on this day. And I'm just grateful for your friendship Same to you, and how friend. kind you have always been to me over the years. <laughs> well, thank you, buddy. Thank yeah. you, buddy. Here's a get over here, you. All right. Uh, yeah. Merry Christmas. And listen, when I left this morning, I did not mean to leave the light on in the bathroom. Oh, but well, what are you going to so do? Often, uh, what time do you wake up? I'm up at about 3.15, uh, uh, Welcome to my new world. Yeah. I'm up uh, at 3.01. You know why I'm up at 3.01? Because it's not 3. Right. That's why That's I'm up exactly at 3.01. Stretch it out as long as you can. It's a beautiful time of the day. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I sit up and curse. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas, Merry buddy. Merry Christmas, too. Love you as well. And best to all of the people there and to your spectacular uh, listeners. Yes. Thank you very all much. All right. God bless, brother. All right. See you, man. Right, That's Paul Conrad. George Strait for Coach Colleton. Yeah, they call me the farmer. That's my name. Making my rounds all over town, putting out old flame. Hell, everybody's like to have what I got. I can cool them down when they're smoking hot. I'm a farmer. That's my name. Coach, I hope you like that for an intro, huh? Wow, what a nice surprise. All right, a little George Strait for you. That's your man right there. That's the guy you Thank told us you like. So yeah. I, I saw you briefly the other day with your uh, your your beautiful uh, little girl there. Uh, how old? Uh, she's almost fourteen months. Fourteen months. So that was yeah, a, time flies. Nice party the uh, Blackhawks put on as always, um, and it came at yes. a perfect time. It was right after the hat trick. <laughs> they do a great job. So what was different about the other night when Cantor gets the hat trick and it was a very solid win over a very good team as opposed to the previous few days? Well, I thought I, I liked our approach right from the start. Felt like uh, the guys were engaged and focused on uh, you know how we need to play to give ourselves a chance to have success. Um, you know, we have shown that uh, you know throughout the year. It's just finding the consistency. Uh, find, finding a way to bring it every part of every night. And uh, that's what we're going to need to have to give ourselves a chance to win. So uh, tonight's another chance to follow it up. A game like that sometimes spark a team, though, and, and I know you've been searching for that consistency, but it maybe takes a night like that to to help you discover that and, and maybe you can get that, get something going. 
Well, it's an opportunity, um, and and that's you're you're put in those situations as the year goes on, where okay, now we've had a good effort. Now it's an opportunity to follow it up, and that's how you build consistency and those habits that will they get you through. So um, we we've sometimes responded really well and in those situations and other times we haven't so it's just a challenge it's a challenge for the group to to play how we need to play right from the beginning and then try to carry it through for the whole 60 there is uh i don't know i guess i'd call this division week because you got three games here with a real opportunity to get some points with two of the Avs and one with the uh, winnipeg jets these are good teams uh, but they're no better than the blackhawks and uh, you play like you did sunday night and obviously you're staying with everybody yeah, it's a really it's a good challenge for us. Uh, you know, Colorado, they were much better than us when we played them last uh, in the home and home, and uh, we got to raise our game. We, you know, we got to there's whether it's how we manage the puck. Um, I thought that was an area we need to be much better again against them. You know, where they have so much uh, speed and skill that if you if you allow them to attack uh, when you only have a couple guys ready to defend or uh, they don't have to go 200 feet to create chances, then they're going to hurt you. And uh, they showed that last time we played them. And uh, transition is, is a huge part of their game, and it's a huge part of our game. So it's a challenge. Whoever's going to do it better, you're going to give yourself a chance to have success. We are talking to Zach Smith yesterday, and he was saying he thinks Colorado may be the – the fastest team that you've faced. Would you buy into that? Yeah, tough to argue that one. They got speed up and down their lineup uh, on defense, up front. Uh, it doesn't look like McCarr is going to play, so obviously that, that changes things a little bit for them, but they got more than enough to go around to, uh, you know, both at every position. So it's, uh, it's a great test for our guys. Well, what about for you? Duncan Keith said uh, a couple of days ago that he hopes to play tonight. He's been practicing. Uh, what are the odds that we're going to see Keith uh, back out there? Yeah, well, we'll see how he is today. You know, we had the day off yesterday, and he's been skating a lot, so it was good for him to, to stay off. Uh, but it's there's a chance, no question. He's feeling better and better. And whenever we do get him back, he's, he'll help us, no question. I was talking to uh, Dunk, too, the other day, and he doesn't talk a lot, <laughs> as you well know. When he's not playing, is he chomping at the bit to play, or is he still pretty quiet? No, he, he wants to play. I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure he's talking more. Right. But uh, he he definitely is a competitor and doesn't like sitting out. He doesn't like missing games. So uh, he'll be, whenever he does uh, return, he'll have lots of energy, I'm sure. You know, when Kaner got the hat trick the other night, the third one's an open netter. How hard is it to hit an open net? And I know that might sound like a stupid question to some people, but when you've got a clean shot, and he really didn't, but when you have a clean shot at an open net, I guess the worst thing to do would be to think about it, right? Just let it fly? Yeah, I mean, most guys, I think, from the blue line, they're going to hit it. But uh, that's one of the things, the advantages of having him out there in those situations is yeah, he, if he gets it, there's a good chance he's going to end the game. So uh, that's always a good good feeling when he gets the puck uh, with any type of time. He, he typically is going to put it in. Watching Kaner for all these years, he's got pretty unique footwork. You know, he's moving every part of his body, it looks like. Um, is that a, a part and parcel to the game? Because it's more than just stick handling, right? 
and I think that's part of why he can score from places that other guys can't score from. If you look at uh, most players, you know they got to be we call it the house, like sort of the the real dangerous scoring area in front of the net uh, to the tops of the circles. But he has the ability because of his movement and uh, how he you know releases it, he can score from further out than you know almost anyone in the league. So uh, fun to watch and work, no question. Talking about how fast the abs are, who's the slowest guy in the Blackhawks? <laughs> and you can't say yourself because you don't play that much anymore. Sheldon. <laughs> you know what? I figured that's the case. But if he hits you, you're going to go through the boards. <laughs> yes, that's true. All right, so you guys are playing New Year's Eve, but you got seven games over the next two weeks, including, as we said, Division Week this week. I assume what you'd like for Christmas is five out of seven? points as we can no question but uh hey it's it's a big challenge tonight and that's that's what we'll focus on it's uh that's the only way to get through it is to focus on our first five minutes focus on our start put ourselves in a position to succeed yeah eddie was talking about it the other night before the game started and so was troy on the radio first shift everybody has a great first shift sets the table for the game Exactly. No, that's exactly right. I'll tell you what, Coach, I've learned a lot. I don't know. Uh, I, I give you partial I credit for it. You know, well, at least partial <laughs> credit on your scorecard. Listen, have fun. Get out there and get a couple. And uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you guys. Thanks a lot. All right, Thanks. there you go. That's Coach Jeremy Carlton. We're back with John Williams in a moment in the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Looks like about 6.15 Chicago time is when the first article of impeachment will be voted on. After a whole day of debate and yapping back and forth and needless motions and all the good times they have in Congress. Uh, We'll have it for you all day long. John Williams coming up next. See you tomorrow.